Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! Don't worry, guys. It'll be a couple weeks before the Leafs get what they deserve. Yeah. That's what they deserve. Whatever it is in two weeks, whether it's a win or a loss, they deserve it. Thank you, Chris Weidman of the Montreal Canadiens. Steve's like, I can't hear anything in my headphones. <laughs> it's not plugged I am holding. I'm, I'm sitting right next to Steve. Do you need the headphones to Yeah, no, no, no. No, it sounds headphones. like it sounds like I have water in my ear. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, did you want to can you plug them in? Yeah, plug them in, Steve. I thought I had a good <laughs> intro, <laughs> and then you guys are worried about Steve's headphones. They're not plugged in. Oh, that's on, excellent. Guys. Jeez. Well, that sounds much better. Chris Weidman says, at WrestleMania, the Leafs will get what they deserve. Can yeah. You, can, can you do it like a WrestleMania promo if you're Chris Weidman? Let me tell you, Leafs. <laughs> you think you can just start yeah, a university yeah, student against us and have him win and, like, we're going to forget about it? At SummerSlam, the Montreal Canadiens are going to rise to the top. And we're going to get you right back. That is, if the Tampa Bay Lightning don't get you first, dig it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were, we're speaking about, Jesse and I were at the game on Saturday. Oh, yeah. And Adam we, brought me to his season suite. That was not my season You've upgraded. Suite. I have not. Your seats are so good. <laughs> there was... It was a, uh, a, 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 we're working with MasterCard a little bit, yeah. and it was their suite, and we were lucky enough, both of us, to be invited to that. I, I was the plus one. Okay, yeah. Adam sure. was the one there doing the work. To but, Adam's season seats. Were the yeah. wait staff attentive? They better have Steven, been. Yeah. Well, they were not my seats. Oh. I yeah, no, seats. no, but speak about the wait staff. He didn't say. Yeah, they were lovely, correct? Actually, they, yeah, she was great. She was yeah, amazing. Yeah. She was on it. Actually, I, I was going to tweet this out. <laughs> What's and her I name? Did, and I didn't. Uh, oh, you know I don't. You remember. piece of shit. I don't remember anyone's name. <laughs> you know that. It's not. It's not anything against her. I don't know anyone's name. No, I, I don't know anyone. I remember name. when Maddie started at Virgin Radio. I, I accidentally called her Maggie once. Like, did you? Like, why? Maggie. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I'm literally for bad a at couple this. months. She just no, said. it wasn't for a couple months. No, I believe no, her. No, it wasn't. You're lying. I believe her. No, it was for a couple months. No, Maggie? it wasn't. Maddie is. Oh, now, now I'm being defamed. Oh, I don't like no. this. You know what, Maddie? Like Chris Weidman said, you get what you get what you deserve in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, Adam, what uh, level, a couple weeks what level of income does someone have to get to you, to get to for you to remember <laughs> their name? Like, what tax bracket do they have to be in? Listen, if you're not in the what is it? What's the highest tax bracket in this country? Fifty five percent or something? It's cr- it's a crazy high number. I don't know. Yeah. What, what, do, yeah, bill- what do billionaires get taxed? Adam? That's a good yeah. question. Oh, they get tax zero. Ah. They get tax zero. What's um, Galen Weston like in real life? <laughs> Sweater, you, sweater vest at every party. Did you tell the Stroll family to be faster? Uh, I did. Yes. I did. And they listened. Yes, they did. Uh, they listened. I'm very excited about that Aston Martin car. Um, yeah. So so I get to this. I get to the seat. Jesse's already there. Yes. And, you were late. And I was, I was not late. I was there at 7 o'clock. You were late because no NHL game since like 2005 has started on time. No. It is. I don't know what's wrong with the NHL in-game operations across the league, but a seven o'clock start is now like seven twenty-five. So, I mean, I don't know, man. And, like, and you know what the thing is too, Jesse? They they always bitch and whine and complain about how they got to keep overtime short because they got to meet oh. other TV schedules. If you started the games on time, we could have a full ten-minute three-on-three. Overtime. Oh yeah. Maybe that's why they don't call any penalties. They don't want to slow the game down. <laughs> <laughs> it could be that. It could be that. Could be. 
I, I mean, penalties shouldn't take that long either. It takes a long time for people to get to the box. It's like sometimes they're yelling and they're they're not skating. It's like just go, go to the, get out of here, get off the ice, shut up. Or yeah, shove them to make it faster. Yeah, exactly. You know what, Dan Kelly had a point. <laughs> <laughs> had a so, so I so get, yeah, you get to the game. Get to the game. I get to the game, and anyway, at the box, I bought a beer, mm-hmm. and at the end of the night, I'm settling up my beer, and uh, and uh, I, you know, I I get my debit card out. And it's one beer. And the price is? I'm going to say $23. It's the Leafs. What's the price? 23 What's the price for the Leafs? I'm going to ask you one more time. 67 1967 No way. I have the receipt. I have a picture of it if you want to. Do they do that on purpose? No. I, I, so Surely, yes. So, yeah. So, okay. So, talking about looking like a rich asshole, <laughs> I, um, look. This is literally I lived my life on the pin pad. <laughs> the pin pad. That is from the box. 1967 purchase. Okay, and it's Adam, so there's no tip. Yeah, like, no. Right? So <laughs> we hadn't we hadn't got to the tip option yet. Yeah, no, no. We hadn't even got to the tip. Option no, he just yet. keeps pressing green, 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 green. So Steven. So so anyway, I Steven. So I look over at her. And, and automatically, I assume that she knows exactly what I'm talking about because I'm like, my life is perpetually on this podcast. Because mm. if, I, if I looked over at you guys, you guys would like have a chuckle about that. Mm-hmm. I looked over at her and I said, are you kidding me with this? Then, she probably thought, she well, at, I guess I'm just going to get screamed at by some other rich Yeah, asshole. and then she said, she said, well, what's the matter? And I said, well, it's 1967. <laughs> Not getting that she wasn't getting it. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then she's like, well, that's what it costs. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, no, 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 no. And then she's like, she's like, what? And I'm like, explain. I'm like, the last time the Leafs won the cup was no. 1967. Adam, like, she just works. And then there. She, yeah, she was like, yeah. she was like, man, why are you hassling me? Yeah. And, and she's like, I thought you were gonna be an a hole. And I said, oh no, no, oh. I know beer is expensive. She's not, she's not like a 100. I know, yeah. I know. I, I she's not a team terrible. employee or anything. She works for Scotia Bank. I know, Bank. but like, like, like in my mind, I was like, to she, know that. you must at least know this. Like she works the Raptors games too. Like. I know, I know. Anyway, so are you kidding me with this? That was my. Uh, that's not a great. And after the game, he went and had drinks with Kate Goslin. That's right. Oh yeah, that's obviously. Right. Well, uh, yeah. So so okay. I want to talk Ryan. about. Mm-hmm. He was the there. other thing was when I walked in, Jesse's like, "Do you know the Leafs have signed somebody named Jet Alexander to mm-hmm. back them up tonight?" And I said, "Like really? No, no emergency call." He's like, "I guess we'll went down to the Marlies. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. And uh, and so. Uh, the game plays out, and with 70 seconds to go, this U of T eight. You know, I also told you something else that was very important for what that was game. Um, Wayne Simmons. He was oh, in the yeah. lineup. But hang on. Let me, I want to finish the Jet okay, Alexander story. Okay. So, because it's, this is where it, retain, it pertains to Chris Weidman. Right? Yes. yes. How, so, how loud were all the fans when they said, boo, we don't like this. Whatever <laughs> happened to sportsmanship? This moment is terrible. So, I won't remember this or tell anyone. So, the, the Habs, if you didn't watch the game... Um, you know, dressed Laval, mm-hmm. right? They've had a ton of injuries. They weren't even that good to start. They have a really good vibe around the team, but let's be honest, it's a rebuild year. It was so, Laval and Brendan Gallagher. Yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. Was, that was the team. And, and they were like, and it was funny because like whenever the Leafs got called on a power play after, like, sorry, called on a penalty, like for, called for a penalty after the first period, like Sheldon wasn't even putting Mitch Marner out there anymore. It would be like Noel Achari and... Um, and Alex Kerfoot. My favorite thing to happen all game was William Nylander got to play on the penalty kill. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And, it was and he ultimate honestly, disrespect. He should have had a hat trick. He, yeah. there was some, he, he was on fire. He was crazy good. But yeah. the thing was, is like, 
It was just no competition. And when the Habs yeah. went on the power play, they couldn't even get set up. Their like, power play is terrible. Yeah. Well, it is. And, even and, when they're good, it's terrible. 100%. Like, so it's, a lot, it's something they got to work on. But uh, so 70 seconds left. It's like six to one. Uh, and you put in this guy, Jet Alexander, who's a U of T goalie, if yep. I get. U of T. So you give him the, the, the experience of a lifetime. How incredible. And Boo. what I don't understand is afterwards. And I guess if you're the media in Montreal, like I'm trying to look at it from their perspective. You got to find, if you're a team, I get Chris Weidman's comment. Because you, if you're an athlete, like Tom Brady would win the Super Bowl year after year. And he'd be like, no one thought we could do this. And we'd be like, Tom, I think we kind of thought like you were the odds on betting favorite. Yeah. I bet I'd put two bucks on you. I just won two bucks Wasn't back. That's Travis all I won. Kelsey who's yep. like, yeah, no one thought the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> yep. were any good. No, the Chiefs this year, honest to God, thought they were underdogs. That like that's 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 athletes being a mess with it. So I, I thought get, they said Steph Curry couldn't shoot. <laughs> uh, so I I get Chris Weidman's perspective on that because he's trying to get his team fired up. Yeah. He's trying sure. to win a job next year. Because let's be honest, Chris Weidman is not an NHL regular even on this Habs team. No. And so you know I get it. I you you if you're if you're a guy who's on the fringe, you wanna you wanna push. You wanna be a great attitude, great leader. This is, you know, you you do it for the, you know, what's on the chest and you, you know, you're a Montreal Canadian, there's history, blah, blah, blah. But then the, 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 the media in Montreal taking it the next level, which is it's bad sportsmanship and, you know, good sportsmanship. What was the, what was the one tweet you guys said? Who, who, who filled their diaper the maximum? It's uh, TSN now? Steve, I believe uh, is his. Yeah. Um, which is, which is me, but evil. <laughs> Steve Warning. Oh. Uh, or Warren. Um, now he, um, he was a. TSN radio morning host for a long, long time. Um, and I guess what he said was, and I'll, I'll, I'll just kind of read it treat. out to you. There's an etiquette to how you treat an NHL opponent in a blowout. No, there isn't. Continue. You don't put your power, you don't put your power play, your top power play out there late in the game just for fun. You don't put your top center on defense just for fun. And you don't put your emergency goalie in just for fun. Respect them to the end. What, are you, and what so, are you talking so, about top center on defense? So here's the thing is that if Montreal wants to start Laval against the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the Toronto Maple Leafs are, A, trying to lock up home ice advantage in the playoffs, and B, trying to get tuned up for the playoffs, you use that as a practice game. Don't be down 7-1. Yeah, dude. Like, like don't suck. Yeah. I I almost understand the, uh, the Jed Alexander criticism more than the power play one. Like... Listen, you know I'm a Leafs fan, right? But I do have a reverence for the history and the greatness of the Montreal Canadiens. Imagine the Montreal Canadiens teams of the past listening to this bullshit. <laughs> oh. Imagine Maurice Richard. Guy like, Lafleur. Guy Lafleur. Like, Bernie Jeffrey. On. Guys, it's unfair. Yeah. We weren't on our game tonight, and you shouldn't have scored so many goals against the us. The reason why... You lose the power play after you score is because the Montreal Canadiens scored too many goals when you used to get the full two minutes, no matter how many times you score. The you Habs, should just be able to keep your power play and just keep scoring goals. And they dominated teams yeah. too much. They had to change the fucking rule. The Habs used to step on your throat so hard that they had to significantly change the rule. They changed hockey. Yeah. Like, that is a fundamental part of the game, a uh, power play ending when you score a goal. It's because of this team. They used to run up the score. And is it because they lacked sportsmanship? Yes. Yes. No, it's because they were fucking great. Right. 
And they no were one, great. And no one complains about it. No, no. Like, I can't imagine anyone who has ever worn that crest ever complaining about that. So I think, you know, and I, I understand, uh, I understand the rivalry. I understand even the media gets into it, right? We get fired up. I love watching the Leafs crush the, the Canadians. I love watching the Leafs crush the Sens. Um, I hate watching the Boston Bruins crush the Leafs. <laughs> yeah. hate it. I hate it. But I hate watching the Boston Bruins win the past two ways that they've beaten the Leafs. 100%. Which, which is, is uh, they win a close game. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I'd but, rather them kill them. But, um, you know, I think uh, what this is at the heart of it <laughs> is a really nice sort of moment for this Jed Alexander person who we may never hear from again. He got to get into an NHL game. He got an NHL check. He got an NHL jersey. No one can ever take that away from him. No matter how much um, uh, Chris Weidman or S Steve Warren or any of the other people want to cry about it. And I think that's... <laughs> That's the part that, that I, I really love is that this is – those 70 seconds were his 70 seconds. Jesse, watch this. Mm. Adam, who's Matt Berlin? I don't care. I, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fine I'm joking. answer. I'm joking, by the That's way. That's a I'm fine joking. answer. <laughs> what is it? No, I don't know who Matt Berlin is. He, he made a wall. Oh, that was yeah. Matt's wall. Yeah, it was Matt's well, wall. Oh. Um, Ironically, <laughs> he is a goalie. Okay. Hey, He's a the goalie. Berlin wall. Who the Oilers signed to a uh, tryout contract this mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. I think he was a U of Alberta goalie. Yes. Okay. And he played like a minute for them in the final minute of a game where they were killing their opponent. That I happened this season. Yeah. Do you remember anyone complaining about it? No. We talked about it on the show. I believe, he, I think it was Hyman He's good. he was good friends with. Oh, that's cool. I believe you. Yeah, I, for, I forget who it was. But yeah, we talked about it on the show. And, but that those moments, they live forever with that person. But they come and pass in the NHL. You know, like it's a great thing at the time, but like that's something that lives with Matt for the rest of his life. You know, he hangs that jersey up and imagine like you're Matt or you're Alexander and somebody's sitting there poo-pooing on the greatest moment of your life. Here's what would that have been sucks. incredible. Here's what would have been incredible. And I kind of wish this happened. It's a, it's a face off in the leaf zone. Jed Alexander started with a defensive zone draw. Hab should have pulled the goalie. Should have pulled the goalie. Fuck this guy. Score on him. Score on him. Yeah. On your first shot, score on him. There's no shots on goal. Send out your top power play unit. Send out five forwards and a D. <laughs> score on him. Like, why not? Yeah, but, but, but again, their top power play unit is not very good. Yeah, well, then you should shut the fuck up. That's yeah, what I do. Yeah. The whole point I is don't be down 7-1 and nobody's going to clown on you. Well, and, and I, I let me ask you this. Like, uh, professional athletes, right? They're taught from the beginning to lean on if you see a weakness you lean on that if there's a little is a little space in the armor you hit that if you're if they if they're just coming back from a broken thumb slash them across that thumb. there's a reason they don't uh, disclose injuries in the playoffs right because people so, are, are psychotic and will hurt you and this goes back to the dumbass era of don cherry bullshit saturday night i've never agreed with this take even when i was a little kid and his whole thing was Oh, you got you don't want to anger the hockey gods, blah 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 blah. Like you don't want to you don't want to disrespect your opponent because they might do it to you the next time. Well, how about you just do it? If they are not, if they don't have the self respect to show up for a game, and and they get their ass handed to them, then maybe they learned a lesson. And if they do it to you next time, then that's on you. But how about you? Why would you make your life harder? Fuck them, man. This is this is competition. Why would I let up? What's funny is I think that's born from the Leafs. Uh, lit up the Bruins for the Daryl Sittler game where he had 10 points. Mm -hmm. 
And then the Bruins didn't lose to the Leafs for something like four years. But, like, lean into that. Because the Leafs sucked. <laughs> lean into that. Like, say, hey, here's what happens. Here's what happens. You want to go at us? We'll go right back at you. Yeah. We will never forget this. That's good. That's yeah. competition. They hate each other. Great. We like that. I, I don't understand. I, I've never understood that. And I think, like, it's one of the only sports I've seen where where it's, like, it's it's ingrained a little bit in the culture. Like, well, you gotta you got to be nice to your opponents. What? Be, yeah. Being respectful of your opponent, if you let them up, I think that's patronizing. I think you're patting them on the head and going... All right, light little kindergarten kid, enjoy your day at class. I think the NBA should have more sportsmanship. Alley oop, nuts on your head. They don't care. No, and they're not fact, give a shit. What I love about the NBA is they'll disrespect you by playing their entire bench in the fourth quarter. If if they're if yeah. they're really up, that that's the ultimate disrespect to me. It's like holy shit. It's a little different because you look at uh, other sports where there are ways to let up on your opponent, like playing your bench. Like in football, you could take out the quarterback if you're up too many. But in Have hockey, your outfielder pitch. Yeah, like literally, <laughs> when you when you're down by too much, you throw in a position player and he's pitching, he's throwing forty mile an hour knuckleballs. You know, it's fun. But in hockey, you still got to keep the rotation because you can only play two minutes at a time. So yeah. your top line's gonna get out there at some point. And how can you tell these guys, hey, don't score? Like, no, the top line's got to be on the ice because that's the nature of the game, and they're gonna still try to play their game. I, I it's will your, say it's your problem to stop them. Yeah, that's it, what it comes down to. I I think it was the the click harvest is is what it was. Um, it's the last good story of the year for most of the media there anyway. Until May when they win the draft lottery. Yeah. Um, but it's you know you're gonna have a month of famine basically. Mm -hmm. uh, you're not gonna get a whole lot of clicks. There's only so many feel good think pieces you can write about. I don't know, like Cole Caulfield's recovery and just wait for Arbor Jacki to get back. Like at some point you need something to talk about with the actual games, which do not matter for the Montreal Canadiens right now. So you get pumped by the Leafs. People are mad. How do I capitalize on that? You talk about this power play that did let up on them. I feel like that's lost in the whole narrative. Yeah. They did let up mm. by starting their second unit. What do you want? The fourth line? That's yeah. a pride. And then, <laughs> they uh, want David Kampf. <laughs> yeah. That's what they want. Yeah. And they took a feel-good story. And then what if he fucking scores on you? Right? No, he's not allowed to. Well, he can't. No. He can't. No. Stop being a pants-shitting baby, I guess, is what I'm getting at. <laughs> um, and then and, and there's Jed Alexander, which is a great story. Which is a great and story. And then Chris Weidman drops a golden egg. Of a quote, which is just... It's which a great we, quote. We shouldn't mind that. I don't... It's the media being upset. I don't... I, Chris I, Weidman should be trying to be upset. He should be upset about this. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's but way show more up. popular with show Habs fans today than he was before he said that. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the guy who should be poking the bear. Poke the leaves. Like, well, you're, you're looking for... for a job next year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which, well... It. And the, the one piece of feedback I had for him uh, in my LFR is, listen, the Habs are going to be good pretty soon. And when they are, he ain't going to be there. <laughs> Unless not. you're like the Leafs and it takes you six years to figure out your defense. Could be that. Yeah. Could be that. No, I think the there Leafs was a time where fine. the Leafs were so thin on defense, I would have been happy with him playing with Jake Gardner. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like, like, and that's when they were making the playoffs. They were terrible on defense. He's had a very strange career. Yeah. Very strange so career. So I, I just, I, I think to kind of sum it all up, um, like, get, get Chris Weidman's quote, get it. Don't understand the whole respect. 
Well, like, okay. Remember when the Leafs lost 9-2 to to Nashville? That was a big turning point in Steve's career. And because it, it, it actually like took him to the next level. He put himself live on camera. Uh, you yeah, talk about pan shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it was but, also a month. Did into you the podcast first regular season? Did you at any point? That's a lie. Second, sorry. Did you at any point during that video say, "And I can't believe Nashville didn't take it easy on the Leafs." No, because I'm pretty sure their leading scorer was Taylor Beck. The Leafs were just shit. They're terrible. <laughs> they were just ass. Yeah, and it wasn't about if you want respect, you have to earn it. You don't just get it. Retu Peck. It's exactly Re-tupac. if you're going to get Retu yeah. Peck, it takes a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I do want to throw this out there. Uh, there was some controversy before yesterday's game. The Leafs had a. Uh... Can we talk about Wayne Simmons? Oh Wayne, Wayne. Okay, so let's no. talk about Wayne. So Je- <laughs> Jesse also says to me, he's like, "This could be Wayne Simmons' last." Yeah, time. I was like, Adam, how dare you show up late? This could be Wayne Simmons' last career game. Like, not. I thought maybe his last home game ever. Like, we give him a nice round of applause and all that. But it, it looked like it was going to be his last career game. I hope he plays tonight. <laughs> but, yeah, he might get into one of these away games. Really hope he plays tonight. We got, yeah, we got Tampa. We got New York. You know, he might... He probably should beat up on them a little. It'd be nice. Or at very least, keep the peace. Yeah. And and during that game, I don't know, Adam, if you felt it, but I kind of felt it like he knew that this could be it. He goes out there. Oh, yeah. He fights. He played great. He played unreal. He, he, he drew great. a penalty early on. I almost think had a breakaway two. in the first period. Yeah, yeah. Almost had a breakaway. Yeah, yeah. Winning puck battles. And, um, man, I got to tell you, I've, I've liked this player from his first preseason game in the NHL. Michael Pizzetta is out of his mind. Mm. Like oh, yeah. going at toe to toe with Wayne. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like to give him that honor. I mean, yeah. I guess someone had to do it. I also think if you're Michael, but Pizzetta, not really. <laughs> like, you do, do you do you hate the fact that that Wayne tuned you a little bit? Like, it's kind of a like I'm sure you don't love getting a punch to the, the badge face. of honor. Okay. But you normal like- people do not want that. But he's in the NHL, so he's not normal. Exactly. People. Yeah. I almost feel like hey, listen, I. Wayne and I told you know uh, when he's when his career's done and he's talking about fights or whatever he'd be like I once fought Wayne Simmons it was one of his last games and it was an honor mm-hmm. like I dude, think that's probably how it was yeah I, from the first game I watched him I'm like I don't know how good this player is he's gonna get an NHLPA pension because he's gonna be in this he's he works too hard he's and he's too willing to do mm-hmm. everything yeah. To be denied. And yeah. the reason Montreal is scary is that they have a couple guys like that. Arbor Jacki, I think, is exact same mentality. And that dude is going to be around for a long time. Because- same mentality, except he's not willing. He'll just kill you. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah. It's, it's completely different. Yeah. yeah. And and with with Wayne, one thing you could see if you have season seats and you're in the building the is that him, yeah. when he came out of the box after he served the five minute, the entire bench is there. Stick taps. Yep. You know, He's they, so great. they they appreciate him. They love him. And it was it was a cool moment. I think he recognized what it could be. And, you know, if this is the last it, if this is it for Wayne, like he doesn't get into a playoff game. Um, like what a career. Is I got to be honest with you. After that, I, I got to be honest with you. The way he played against and I get it's a depleted Montreal lineup and, and everybody looked good. But he plays like that. Mm-hmm. I don't see how he doesn't get into a playoff game. Dude, his, but he was very he was and I've been on of all of the three of us I've been the most on him this year. Un, and, unpopular and, opinion I think he's had more good games this year than bad. I agree. He's had a few bad. I agree. I think with Matthew Nyes being the reserve now yeah. it kind of pushes him yeah. out. Yeah. Well, and Holmberg and yeah. Yeah. There's there's, uh, there's too many bodies. There's too many bodies now. I think Wayne's a little. He might be thirteen or fourteen. You know, or sorry, like you never fifteen. Know. I don't know. It might. But we'll might see. Call for it. Yeah. Might get in. But yeah, hats off to Wayne. I think, uh, uh, I think so. So yeah, the, the the Wayne thing was great, and it also brought the the state like the arena to its feet. 
<laughs> like the when they booted because it was I think with 441 remaining in the first when he you know they so they skate them off the ice the 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 rounds of applause that you wouldn't have been able to hear because you were on your Saturday night stream were it was it was yeah. very loud I I don't have season seats yeah. but also I don't get game audio it's been two yeah. years I haven't heard a Saturday game. Uh, except for one time I broke my nose and I was able to hear it. That was that was it. That is really weird. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you were hanging with me on yeah, FaceTime. Yeah, I was hanging out with baked you and your baked wife. <laughs> Making awesome. us laugh. It was great. Um, so so then last night, you know, Florida's got a lot on the line here, right? The, the game last night uh, matters to the Panthers because the, it doesn't matter the Leafs so much because uh, Tampa loses the night before, Toronto hitch, clinches home ice, um, and obviously the Panthers are still fighting for that wild card. Toronto is battling for 4-5, uh, which is a very important matchup if they go a little deeper in the playoffs because yeah. that'll be that's them and the Rangers. Yeah, I think they passed. The yeah, Rangers? they're currently in four. Mm-hmm. So uh, to connect the two topics, that great Wayne Simmons moment came at a cost. So the Leafs had the option of uh, calling up Wayne Simmons or Joseph Wall. They chose to call up Wayne Simmons. They gave him his moment at home. Then in the road game against the Panthers last night, the Leafs made the assumption we'll be able to call up Wool on emergency recall. Right. Mm-hmm. The NHL uh, emergency recall is up to the NHL's discretion. And they decided, uh, well, no, you didn't need to call up Wayne mm-hmm. for this game. You could have just called up the goalie that you need. So, no, we're not granting this to you. Were you getting to that, Adam? That I, yeah, going? yeah. let's take it. Okay. Let's take it there. Oh, I'm sorry. I, just, I wanted to... <laughs> no, that's fine. That's, exa- yeah, that's exactly where I was going. Okay. Oh, so well, there, perfect. there you go. Um, but I, what I was trying to do was set up the fact that the, the, the Panthers are undoubtedly in this game. And the reason I wanted to say that, and I thought it was important, when it comes to them having to sign another backup goaltender on an emergency basis is because um, the Leafs then had to start Sergei Samsonov again. And that's where... Sergei Samsonov. Ilya. Ilya Samsonov, not Sergei Samsonov. It's a tough habit. I know, it's brutal. It's brutal. Um, So when Samsonov has to play again, people are going like, what if he gets injured? What if he gets... Is it Samsonov? Is that what we're saying? It's it's Samsonov. I was saying Samsonov... Because I was being stubborn back to my KHL days. Uh-huh. And then Ilya himself yeah. came out and said, just say Samson. Okay, it's Samsonov. Yeah. Sammy. So and, that's why and I switched. So, and of course, we all hold our collective breaths yesterday when he gets, he gets you know, run into again. And you just kind of go, scary. like, it's, it is a sort of a pain in the ass that A, Matt Murray is out. And B, yeah. that they can't recall their goaltender. Although, as Andrew Berkshire rightly pointed out, the Leafs didn't have to sign Matthew Nyes. No. Right, so... And they used all their cap space doing it. My complaint... For, first of all, can you uh, take a peek if Joseph Wool has been called up? No. Okay. He hasn't. He oh, not. he hasn't you been called up. No, he's not. Oh, not okay. yet. No. Interesting, interesting. I'm watching for that. Uh, the other thing... So, let, let, let's get this clear. The Leafs were 100% in the wrong. And the NHL was right to deny them Joseph Wool. By the rule. By the rule and by precedent. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is something I'm big on. The NHL never follows their own precedent. They did here. They set the precedent with the Rangers. They said, fuck you. Too bad. You have to play short. So they did. That was when they were trying to trade for Patrick Kane. Yeah. And they made their own. For two uh, games. Yeah. They yeah. had to play with like, I can't remember. Because was... they put themselves in cap hell where they couldn't feel the team. And they said, that's your own doing. You don't mm. get uh, emergency recall. So what I said is, why is this the line? Like, okay, fair enough that you're not allowed to do this. 
why are you allowed to do this and that and that? Yeah, but that's you're changing the argument. I know? suppose that's like that's like a, a kid who doesn't do their homework, and they're like, "Yeah, but that one time I did that," and you're like, "That's not what we're talking about right now." Okay, <laughs> you as, know, <laughs> as that kid brought me back to that moment. Right. But I, I like the example that I brought up was Brent Seabrook with the Tampa Bay Lightning, mm-hmm. and so uh, Puckpedia and I, Puckpedia took the time to actually explain what was going on, and I really appreciated that. But it it's not the lightning acquire Brent Seabrook and then they're able to just avoid cap rules. What the trade was like, I was right for the wrong reasons sort of thing. So what the trade was, was Brent Seabrook comes to the lightning. Tyler Johnson comes off their books and goes to the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. One guy can play. The other guy can't mm-hmm. Tyler Johnson can play Brent Seabrook can't. So the Lightning are able to dump Tyler Johnson to a team that wants him in that cap hit. Whereas Brent Seabrook comes, he's on LTIR, so his cap hit is net zero. Yes. But the Lightning... They still come out of this Uh, benefiting from acquiring a player who's never going to play again. Yes, they they did benefit from it, but the Lightning... Why is that allowed? Because the Lightning acquired Brent Seabrook and had the salary cap to do that. They yes. So so oh, I understand a lot why. of a lot of people were talking about Boston too on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They they had five emergency recalls. Jake, they Aiken, Brandon Bussy, Connor mm-hmm. Carrick, Vinny Letary, and Oscar Steen. So Boston had the salary cap for all of those guys. Mm-hmm. The thing about is post trade deadline, you can have a roster of eight hundred people mm-hmm. as long as you have the salary cap to do it, and they did. So, so were the, they emergency or eight hundred people on fifty contracts? Up? By the way, just want to throw out that. Hey, uh, yes, you have a fifty contract <laughs> living in your organization. So yeah, but they, they recalled all these guys and they and they have that. They have the cap space. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's emergency or not. They have the cap space to do it. Who cares? You know, it, that's fair. They can field these guys. So the Leafs didn't have the cap space. No, because of their own doing. So there's no. The, I it is their fault. Yes, hundred percent. I think we're all in fault. agreement. Uh, that's. Yeah. Are there other rules in the NHL that don't make sense? Yes. Yes. Hundred <laughs> percent. We can all agree on that too. But there's no reason to like cry for the Leafs when they took the chance themselves. Mm-hmm. Dubis and and Pridham and and the rest mm-hmm. of the the big boys upstairs mm-hmm. said we're gonna we're gonna try it. We're gonna see if we're gonna sneak this one by Gary. And it didn't work. And they didn't work. So like I can't I can't feel bad for the Leafs and complain. Oh, I don't I don't feel bad for them. Yeah. The um there was a video. So Rachel Dory, who's worked for the Devils and Canucks has a uh, TikTok account called Puck Bucks. It is spelled how you think it is spelled. And uh, she did a video explaining the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And the way she described it is the Leafs should be able to call a bull today on an emergency basis. If they count yesterday as in, as the emergency. Yes. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Ooh, but we'll see. <laughs> you, can, you can also make the argument that the NHL looks at it as this is a continuation of the cap the cap situation that you put yourselves into the emergency that you created on of your own doing and that'll last until you fix your shit i hope not <laughs> well and then so like let's say i don't know if this would work but let's say they send down some other forwards or whatever on their team in order to recall joseph wool then you can't rest your forwards who you were hoping to rest 
Mm-hmm. And now you're picking and choosing. Mm-hmm. Like, do we rest and Sammy? Do we rest? Elliot Friedman is saying today that he doesn't think Samsonov will be playing tonight as well. Okay, he just condition. He just said this two two minutes ago. And then Nick Chenard, who uh, who dressed yesterday, can't dress today, mm-hmm. uh, and was not on the ice in practice. We still don't know who the practice goalie was, but uh, wow, he was not on the ice in practice in Tampa. What an adventure! Yeah, but this is fun. <laughs> they still haven't announced that Wool's up. No, no, nothing yet. They have. And I, I wonder if that'll happen at 2, usually, because it's 12.43 as of this recording. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it, it, that's a 2 p.m. thing. Usually, that Waivers are 2. So Yeah, I, want, I, I don't, don't know. know. What the f- yeah, I'm watching this <laughs> PR. It's not happening. So. Yeah. I mean, another option is they could make a trade. Yeah. So the thing about the trade that I have to correct you on that you said in your LFR, you, they can't play. Nope. I said it into a microphone. I'm, I'm they can't. <laughs> so you said that you can acquire Jonathan Quick. Jonathan wouldn't be able to play for the Leafs. No, he can play. He just can't no, play in the playoffs. No, so we have that. We have that incorrectly. You can't. Oh. If you make a trade post trade deadline, you can't play for the team in the regular season or playoffs. Really? When did that change? It's, that's always been the rule. We've just uh, said it incorrectly. I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm like pretty sure you can't. You can't play for the team oh. if you acquire them post trade. Really? Deadline. Yeah. Where'd wow. I, where, then where did I get that? I don't know. Someone who was wrong, I guess. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Nah. Wow. <laughs> nah, I said, uh, no. it in, on, I said it on camera, Jesse. So, a couple <laughs> of know. things did happen last night. The Leafs obviously won. But more importantly, we got to see Matthew Nyes. After yeah. all this buildup, almost gets traded to Chicago last year at the trade deadline. Uh, sticks around. Uh, wants to go to the Frozen Four. Tough loss. But gets to play for the Leafs. And starts... Shouldn't. Shouldn't have made his debut. Yeah, starts on a line with Achari and Kerfoot. Yeah, and they get things they get things going in the first period, and there's it seems to be I don't know he seemed to be okay. They only had one or two bad shifts. Um, yeah, he was he was a good battler. He was a good. Um, uh, he was digging in the corners. He had some really good defensive stick lifts. He got fucking train wrecked a couple times. Which happens? Uh, Gavani Smith was one of them. Can't uh, Ekblad? Did Ekblad hit him? Um, but I mean, it was a, it was a nice, I mean, geez, this is a welcome to the NHL road trip. You get both Florida teams and the Rangers. Like this guy's going to play at MSG. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? No disrespect to Amelie or anything, but, uh. It's a I pretty mean, serious. I mean, it's Madison Square Garden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, most... dis- why are you disrespecting uh, yeah, you Florida? Don't because fuck them. No, mm-hmm. because Madison Square Garden <laughs> is one of the most iconic sport buildings on the continent. No, it's the same thing. Something mm-hmm. else happened. Right. Austin Matthews got his fifth 40-goal season. That is the most in Leafs franchise history. Um, uh, basically, he's now reached 40 goals four straight seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, he is 25. Where does Austin Matthews stand? In all-time goals for the Toronto Maple Leafs fifth. currently. Yeah, he's 299. And he's tied. I think he's fifth, yeah. He's tied with Rick Five. So tonight, he scores oh. another goal. Uh, he will, this is crazy, at 480 games, he has 542 points. So he will get his 300 goal if he scores in the, any of the last two games, obviously. And he will move into fourth place. Barring a catastrophic injury, he's going to be a like first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, I don't know if it's depressing, but it's pretty depressing yes. that it's a hundred percent depressing. A, a franchise that's more than a hundred years old. This guy, Austin Matthews, has been here for what eight years? Yeah, yeah, and he's already he's going to be fourth by like well, two days and, from now. And you know what, Jesse? All time goals. Andrew Berkshire said it best once when the remember in twenty seventeen when they came out the top hundred players of all time. Andrew's like, there is a disturbing lack of star power yep. on this list. 
Like, uh, once you get past the top 10, it's just a bunch of, Top like, 100 players for the Leafs. For the Leafs. Yeah, yeah. Top Dude, 100 players of all time for no, the Leafs. It's terrible. No disrespect, but JVR made that list. Phaneuf JVR made, should but, not make Phaneuf that made that list. Bozak made that list. Yeah. Did Bozak make the list? Actually, no, wait, maybe he didn't. It was Phaneuf. I don't think like, Bozak made the list. Maybe Bozak didn't, but it was... It was Holy Castle shit. made it. He should have. Uh, but yeah, it was not a great list. No. And, and so I'm looking at this. So here's the thing. There are 10 Toronto Maple Leafs. And this is, the, this is a little quick early trivia for you guys. Okay? Okay. 10 Toronto Maple Leafs have scored 40 goals or more in a season. Name them. Uh, Matthews, Tavares. Yeah. Uh, JVR. Um, JVR is not on the list. Oh, he never hit 40. Mm-hmm. Same with Kessel. Never hit 40. No, he's the best 40 goal scorer to never score 40 goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Kadri? Damn. Kadri at 40? Kadri, no, no, he didn't. Not no. here. Para 32 goal seasons. Uh, well, Vive. Mm-hmm. Glenn Anderson? Nope. Anderchuk? Sundin. Yeah. Dave Anderchuk did score 40 goals. Sundin did Sundin. score 40 goals. Sundin, so we're up to five. Oh, Sittler? Sittler. Sittler, we're up to six. Actually, hold up. Yep, Sittler. He did it four times. Lanny McDonald? Lanny McDonald did it three times. Mahovlich? Mahovlich did it as well. Nice. What's left? One? You got... Actually, I get you wrong. I, there are 12 players that oh. did it. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that's Damn my it. Uh, That's a lot but, more. But the guys that did it are... If you get any of the last four, you got the main guys. Yeah. If you get any of the last four guys, uh, like, coffee's on me. It's were they amazing. born in the 18th century? No, no, no. No, no. Okay. No, they were all 70s, 80s. Uh, that helps. I was about to say, Charlie you said Lehman, so... Yeah. Did Rob Ramage? Nope. Rob yeah. Ramage, defenseman, I think, wasn't he? Hap, it was Hap Day. Not Hap, no. no that's the 30s. <laughs> 70s, 80s. I said... Uh... It's the, you know, it's, think about the 80s, right? Think about how goofy the 80s were. Yeah. Tim Horton. No. Defenseman. Wendell Clark never did. Nope. No. Got close. 37. Domfus? Nope. Fuck. Good guess, though. Think, who else played with Domfus? It was that era. Oh, well, I said Glenn Anderson. He was one. Wendell Clark never did. Gilmore never did. Do you want to hear him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going you're gonna to be mad about the first one. The first one you should ha- You should get. You should get. Fuck. Felix Potman. Eddie Olchek. Ah. He scored 40 goals with the Leafs. 42 in 87-88. Uh, the guy who was who famously wore number 99 for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Wilf Paymont. Wilf Paymont had, had 40 four- goals for the Leafs? 80-81. Never would have got that. Bill Durlago, who would have been oh. Olchuk's line mate, 40 goals, 83-84. And Errol Thompson, probably the least known 40-goal scorer in NHL history. Errol Thompson. 75-76. <laughs> I've never heard that name. So Potvin's not on the Potvin's list. Potvin's not on the list. It's crazy. Kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> he never allowed I don't know. Maybe, maybe he was a little overrated, Steve. Um, Maybe you should kiss my ass. <laughs> uh, I did love seeing Tavares play two minutes and 27 seconds of overtime and then score. I the leapt best. from my couch. That was crazy. Oh, that yeah, was one goal. of the best goals all year. Yeah. There were – the Leafs were not winning that line change contest, which is exactly what that three-on-three was. Tavares was not even the only guy, I think, to be stuck out there for mm-hmm. at least 90 seconds. And, uh, like, TJ Brody played at least three quarters of that overtime. Um, and I have no idea how he had the juice. And I tell you what, for a guy who has banged the drum so hard, 
uh, for his team en route to trying to make the Stanley Cup playoffs. What the fuck was that effort from Matthew Kachuk? Ooh. Horrible. Hor- like, full credit to Tavares. To quote that- Shaq, horror awful. Horror awful. <laughs> I think that was Charles Barkley. Oh, it's Charles Barkley. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, but and then Shaq said, what's... What, what did you say, Chuck? What did you say, Chuck? And he goes, horror awful. <laughs> and he slaps something and then points. And then Barkley goes, the women in S- S- San Antonio. <laughs> oh, my God. What did you say? What did you say, Chuck? <laughs> yeah, I, I got to apologize. I had churros last night. Oh, my God. How the fuck hasn't he been kicked off TV? It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Anyway, that show's amazing. Yeah, it's Something. This it, called a show. It's the intermission pedal. Every yeah. now and then, Kenny and Shaq just have a race mid-segment. <laughs> yeah, back to the, to the yeah, video. Yeah, so player. anyway, um, <laughs> no, like Tavares, full credit, uh, great effort, great move. How doesn't Kachuk catch him? Right. And, he and can, he Well, of course, because he can. No offense to Johnny, but his, his speed comes from his short quickness and not like straightaway speed. Unless there's something I missed, there's no way Kachuk was more tired than Tavares. Tavares was out there for two and a half minutes. But when you just got beat, yo, when you're drinking kale every morning, that's that's what you're drinking it for. <laughs> Game yeah. eighty against the Panthers. Kombucha, actually, <laughs> it's kombucha. <laughs> uh, the guy is like he's. That's where being in shape really matters. It's something like that. Not Do you want to tell the kombucha story from JT? Yeah, I just I need Maddie's reaction. This guy, earnestly, Maggie. honest to God. Maggie. Maggie. <laughs> Maggie Simpson. Uh, John Tavares has a kombucha keg in his house. So if you've ever... Yeah, I'm jealous too. If it's not ever, that good. No, Kombucha's not that good. It's the status. If you've ever wondered what someone who makes $11 million a year uh, makes, yeah. and Adam's not around to ask him, John Tavares <laughs> has a kombucha keg. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Maddie's uh, Maggie said it must get expensive. Yeah. How much does a kombucha keg cost? Let's look that up. I mean, yeah. Can you look that up, Margaret? Keg. Oh yeah. A bottle of kombucha is six bucks. Yeah, kombucha is expensive. For a kombucha keg, it's one hundred and twenty dollars. Comes in cinnamon apple pie, sour apple, very cranberry, blue pomegranate, lemon ginger, beet lemonade, violent. Oh, sorry, violet lemongrass, not violent lemongrass. Carrot, pina colada, and cucumber pear. What it's on richboysstuff.com? From Loon Kombucha. Kombucha. Oh. I'm sure somebody would get on me about how I pronounce kombucha. Kombucha. That was all because of the... Uh, the I did, a, I did a thing with the Leafs on Media Day where I said, you know, what would you get so-and-so for Christmas? Mm-hmm. And everyone who got Tavares, or when Tavares came up, they're like, I'd get him kombucha. And, I'm, and someone... Oh, it was Giordano said he had a kombucha keg. That like, is amazing. And then you asked JT about it. Well, yeah, I was like, no, they're for sure messing with me. Like, yeah. and then no, JT is like, yeah, was, <laughs> as if to be like, is that not normal? <laughs> um, <laughs> what a guy! Doesn't everyone have this? Uh, one last thing. My Cam- friend Adam told me all about it. Cam Sharon <laughs> said the Leafs could have something if if the NHL wasn't married to its current playoff format. The Leafs could be going for second place uh, in the Eastern Conference tonight. So they're currently, by yeah. the old way, the old ways of the force, they would be fourth and they could jump right up to uh, even with Carolina tonight. Mm-hmm. We could uh, see, yeah. we could have saw like Leafs, Islanders, Panthers, Leafs, Islanders. Yeah. We could have seen Rangers. Don't tell Leafs. me that it doesn't make a difference. It fucking makes a difference. Yes. Stop 
Stop with that nonsense. You guys know that's not, you know you're being disingenuous. And by the way, how did Gary's boots taste? That's what, what I'd really like to know. Like, I'm shocked sometimes by the amount of people who are like, love the playoff format. No. Uh, and I also think the cap system is good for small market teams. You should wait for eat, Drew to at least be it. in the room. I know. Yeah. Well, okay. So I want to talk about that with you can bet that here. Okay. So, so Kale McCarr, no timetable set for his return. Yeah. That's, uh... Which sucks. So my question is, is now the time to go after um, like a $2 Steve on the Oilers going right to the finals? Oh, I think before that, yeah. But with Kale McCarr and the experience the Avs have, you at least would have thought about it. But now yeah. I'm not even sure that you do. It makes the the uh, the Avalanche's remaining games that much more uh, uh, important um, because you want to be playing one of those weaker Western wildcard teams. Yes, yeah. Um, but you're not going to get that if you're in second. Everybody, everybody's on the Oilers and everything. And like, they're my pick, probably going to be my pick to come out of the West. The hottest team in the NHL. But I know you don't like them, Adam, but Laurent Brossois and Swat. the Vegas Golden Knights are pretty damn good. They, they are. are good. <laughs> and there is no a question. good shot that they come out of the West. So, so it's very interesting because I was, I was talking to Justin Fisher about this. I, in terms of competitiveness, love the Oilers playing the Kings. Um, I think it's the closest thing to um, the Leafs and Lightning in the first round where you're like, oh, geez, like one of these guys have to drop in the mm -hmm. first round? Fuck. But uh, I think a second straight year of ideally a seven-game series between those two would be incredible. If but the, the only way we're going to get it is if uh, the Oilers or Kings pass the Golden Knights. If the Kings beat the Oilers in the first round, the Kings win the Stanley Cup. I honestly, I Jesse, they, they carry that. I am a thousand percent on board with that. A yeah. hundred. They yeah. are. Then like everything's out the window. Kings are winning it. The Everybody LA Kings this year are the most complete team, especially when they got their goaltending sorted out. Yeah. They're the most complete team in the Western Conference. They are good. I think that's that's everything. probably their toughest matchup. Like I was just on the Golden Knights, but like if if they if they are like what we think they can be, then I'd change my mind and be like, okay, now it's the Kings. Like, if you got a season, and, and for yeah. anybody that hasn't been paying attention, it's because Quick and Cal Peterson had like a save percentage combined of like eight fifty in the first two Dude, months. They were, they, they were literally unplayable. They were worse than Martin Jones at his worst. It's it's kind of bizarre how good Corpusalo has been because you look at two goalies who are equally as terrible on the same team and you go, all right, this is a little bit the team's fault, isn't it? And then Corpusalo has come in and been one of the best goaltenders in the league since the trade deadline. They added oh, yeah. Gavrikov too, but like... He just, scored like, last night. I mean, geez, he should be up for the... Ve uh, the Well, yeah, the Vezina too. Fuck yeah, it. yeah. He should be up for the Norris and everything. People are in my shit about Gavrikov. I still don't think he's that great. People are like, he was on a bad team. I'm like, yes, and look at that. His numbers improved on a good team. This is so crazy. I don't think he was worth the price. I don't. But he scored, so dunk. Dunk the, away. Well, the price wasn't as astronomical. So the, the other thing I want to mention, and I want to bring this up because I'm bragging. Mm. Since it is about the Oilers and it is, you can bet that. My $2 bet... On Connor McDavid, uh -huh. scoring between 65 and 70 goals, is one goal away. Oh. He has 150 points. He got that this year, or this this weekend, sorry. He has 64 goals. He has I need one down. goal in two games. Can I get it? Who are, who are the Oilers' last two games against? Let's find out. There's a really good chance he doesn't even play the last game. So tonight, Colorado, and then San Jose in game 82. Oh, oh, man. On my birthday. Will Connor McDavid score on my birthday on Thursday? How much do you win? 
I win seven dollars and eighty cents. That's not bad. That is not bad at all. <laughs> um. Oh, oh. See, they actually have spots to play for too. I think their game against Colorado is going to be hugely competitive, and he'll be in it. There's a real good chance he does not play that San Jose game. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's the Sharks. I know. They were bad last night. By the way, they're bad every night. I can't believe the. <laughs> It, I, I, by the way, I cannot believe it came down, and we'll get to the flames for them needing San Jose to do something for oh, them yeah. to, to, to save themselves. I can't believe Hilarious. it took this long to mention them. Hilarious! I was gonna lead with them today, but I thought, ah, we'll we'll save it. There's a lot of Leaf stuff. There was a lot of Leaf stuff. Yeah. Uh, but the 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 flames are unquestionably today the the most talked about, and we're gonna have Julian McKenzie on tomorrow to break it all down Woo. for us. Off the top of Happy the show. Happy birthday, Julian. Yeah, today's yeah. his birthday, yeah. so we're going to let him off. I did <laughs> I did book him for today, and then Jesse's like, you know it's his birthday, right? I was like, shit. So I texted him back. I'm like, please, happy birthday. Please continue to do your birthday stuff. Oh, Adam texted <laughs> me. Can you do extra work? <laughs> <laughs> That's so Adam. I know, I know. Also, I know. He's hey, like, Julian, yeah, also name. get COVID. <laughs> yeah, I hope you have COVID. Can you please come on? <laughs> From um, his yacht. No, uh... <laughs> Um, so I, I, so with the Oilers, I just, I feel like, are they going to get this? That's what I want to know. Are they, is, is Connor McDavid going to score in the last two games? Yeah. Uh, so wait, if he scores, so you need him to go no goals. Or yeah, he needs one goal. Cause it's a window 65 to 70 goals is what oh, I think. You have 65 to 70. Oh man. Come He'll back. get it. He'll get it. I mean, he's got it. I think he's going to score. I think he's going to score against Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this Colorado game, like it matters, but it doesn't. It, you know what I mean? It's sort of like it, like does it set the tone for anything with the playoffs? Probably not. But it's a pretty good tune-up. Yeah. And there's no Kale McCarr out there. Kind of get to know what you get, what you may face, right? Yeah. Listen, there's a commercial, and I forget what the commercial is for, but I learned from that commercial that Kale McCarr is the only person in the league who can shadow Connor McDavid. It matters a whole lot for the standings. Like just looking at them, Vegas is at 107. Edmonton's at 105, Colorado's at 104, Dallas is at 104. They're all right oh. there, and they can all hop each so other. You think, so you think Connor McDavid brings it? Then? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they can, yeah. If you can win, on, the, baby. they can become first in the Western Conference just yeah. by winning the next two games, you know, and Vegas loses a couple. You know, so there's something serious on the line here, home, home ice throughout the playoffs. Like, that's serious. It's a solid. They're, they're, they got to be going for it. I cashed my... Uh, um, Sidney Crosby reaches 1,500 points bet. Mm-hmm. So I won, I think it was 364 there. And William Nylander to have the most goals on the team? I bet no. Ah! I also bet you're going to lose. I also bet him. There's still time. Uh, it's, there was also a William Nylander. Jesse's will he get over 50 goals. I bet no on that. And I think I win. <laughs> oh, and I took the under on Matt yeah, Murray's I, save percentage. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. uh, what did I get? Hold on, hold on. Uh, William Nylander. Fifty plus goals. It pays out uh, two dollars and eighteen cents. Let's so I go. Win eighteen cents on my bet, which I you. love. Uh, but I also forty forty. I did pick yes on the forty forty. All right. Which we still have. Have right. they done that yet? No, no they, I don't remember. They uh, both got to get there. Matthew's got it. Last oh yeah, got Matthew's it. got it. Uh, Willie, Willie's two away. Willie's two. Yeah. He could honestly, man. He should have had it against Montreal. Yeah. He's he so played good. well against Tampa. Uh, we'll see what happens tonight. By the way, CJ is now tweeting that Toronto could be starting. A ATO goaltender tonight. Good, because Samsonov has not uh, has not done this uh, all season. They're not gonna. They're not gonna play him on a back to back. Play him on a back to back. Yeah. Uh, Who cares? I don't give a shit. It's also good for the Leafs defense. I, I have noticed 
And I know I want to get to the Western Conference in a second here. I've noticed a few bad giveaways and stuff. So if maybe having an ATO goaltender in there, like a couple of McCabe giveaways have given me a little bit of pause. Yeah. And I'm wondering if like, like just use it to clean it up a little bit, you know? Unpopular, let the Leafs off the hook opinion. They've been totally coasting. They've just been playing generally engaged and just, they're saving it. Oh, fair enough. Hmm. They're saving um, it. I think the Lightning save it too. If the Winnipeg Jets will switch it up because we got to get over to the other Western Conference. The Winnipeg Jets win tonight. They're in. Yep. And Why? Calgary has already eliminated themselves. Mm-hmm. That's such a good way of putting it. So are we talking about the Jets or are we talking about the Flames? Well, I will talk about the Jets after because the okay. story is the Flames. The Jets were the team you were that was on the fringe, right? If we, I don't even know where we all picked them in our in our divisional. You know, we did our previews, and right? Did, right. But I, I had I, them out. I think, I think that I probably did too. And it's like the only thing you can't bet against is Connor Hellebuck, and I believe I would have said that at the beginning of the year. And he's been incredible. He's been amazing. Calgary lost thirty-one goal games this year. That's right, 3-0, one-goal games this year. Now, last night, they were up in the shootout. Had they taken care of business, they'd have been fine today. Daryl Sutter for the third shooter. Calgary is already up, one goal. We're in the third round of the, the, the first, Calgary's the first shot. They, he's got Tyler Toffoli sitting on the bench. It's the team's leading score. Dude, like even Manjapane and like... Who's he pick? Nick Ritchie. And... Apparently, their team or their career shooting percentage in the shootout against uh, who that whoever they were facing UC was the Saros, same. Who, was the same. Listen, Linus Olmark has done some historic things this season. UC has dragged that team, dragged I, that team in the playoffs. I think I think there can be two different awards here. There can be best goalie mm-hmm. and biggest world beater. Uh, like Olmark, best goalie. I get it. No one has stolen more games than UC Saros. Yep. In the maybe Hellebuck. Yep. Maybe and, Hellebuck. And so Probably Saros. So they put Nick Ritchie up against UC Saros for the playoffs. And he did score against Saros earlier this season with Arizona. That's cool, but who's your goal scorer? Uh, fucking anyone other than Tyler Toffoli is your goal scorer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tyler Toffoli. Yeah. Tyler Toffoli didn't even get to do it. Now, um, I also want to throw out there that there was a tweet that you mentioned, and we, we don't have to bring it up on the show, but Markstrom way out of the net again. He's uh, um he's in that uh, game. I I like gotta, just stay between I, the pipes. I don't know who their goalie coach is. I don't know who their coaching staff is, and this again goes back to I don't know who the leader of the Calgary Flames is. You know, I don't like uh, a lot of the old school shit. Uh, like the macho bravado shit like we've talked about. And we, we referenced that story where uh, Ty Domi was young in his career and he was acting up and Mark Messier grabbed him by the collar and pinned him to the wall. How hasn't someone grabbed Jake Markstrom and shaken him and said, stop fucking playing the puck? How has no one grabbed him and said, you are... Without argument, the single worst puck handling goalie in the National Hockey League. Fucking stop. And he always does it in the first period as well. So he fucks his team and puts them down early. He did it in the playoffs. He did it earlier this regular season. He's done it now. Fucking stop. You stink at it. You're a fine goalie. Stay in the fucking net. If you're a goaltender, tend the goal. That's me being cheeky about it. This is me saying you're actively fucking your team, Jacob. Who can't score. 
He, no. They can't score. We know they can't score. Stop. Are you out of your mind? Every time he leaves the net, I'm, he's out of his mind. He's a, well, you know, maybe his defense could have been in better position. Yeah. Well, you know what negates all of that? Staying in your fucking net. Stop it. Like, how has no one gotten through to him? You're not good at this. You put us at a disadvantage. Like, he shouldn't... I Well, it's too late now. It's too late now. I was going to say you shouldn't play a game for them for the rest of the season. It's too late now. The damage is done. Well, so, what are you going to just start Dan Vladar for the playoff push? What? I Yeah. They, the other guy won't fucking did. listen. Other guy won't listen. He's selfish. Vladar. It's Vladar a selfish was, thing to do. Vladar yeah. was on fire for a little bit there, you know, when they were winning. Yeah. Like, listen, I, I don't I don't want to attack his character. I don't know the guy. But how has no one said, you keep fucking doing this? This is at least like the dozenth goal they've surrendered because he does not know how to play the puck over the last like season and a half, two seasons. Stop. No one is a worse offender in the NHL than this guy. And to me, that is so much more noteworthy than playing Nick Ritchie in the shootout. Now, playing Nick Ritchie in the shootout is, is objectively stupid. But at very least, there was an argument for it. Like, there's some logic, like, okay, he might not beat b- most goalies. We know he can beat this goalie because we've seen him do it. Mm-hmm. I disagree, but there is evidence that he can do it. How in game 80? Game yep. 80. Is Markstrom still doing that shit? Ride pine. Brutal. Unacceptably brutal. I didn't think you'd be that bad. About no, it. whatever. Did you, Jesse? Like, I don't know. Well, okay, I, mean, I, I appreciate because it. it's like the the season didn't come down to Nick Ritchie being in the shootout. Like, that's all. That's the, it, the it narrative. Out, it was. I think the reason I brought up the Nick Ritchie thing, and I'm sorry yeah. to cut you off. The reason I brought it up, it's not Nick Ritchie. It's 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 the coaching staff staff's ethos that they're gonna fucking grit a goal out in in shootout. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, what do you, what do, did you want him to go into the corners too, Daryl? Like, what do you want here? Sure. I mean, it's a pure has, fitness, or sorry, yeah. fitness, finesse move. Who's the finesse player on your team? I know yeah. you hate guys who are fancy and handsome and don't, didn't grow up on a farm. I get it. But fucking play your scores, man. Yeah. So, so that's my, there's my passionate rant, but continue. No, 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 with, with, with Steve's thing about Markstrom, it's like, okay, the, the season didn't come down to Nick Ritchie in the shootout. That, that was the conclusion of it. That's when you got eliminated. Yeah. But the season for the Calgary Flames was a whole bunch of errors like that. That's why you're so right about your rant is because there was a million different things that went wrong with the Calgary Flames, and they chose to kind of fix none of them throughout the season. <laughs> they kind of just kept hammering away at what they were all year long and because they had marched them. Because no, you the can't, owner, the owner is going to fire the GM this offseason. Owner's firing the GM this offseason, and, and he loves the coach. The owner loves the coach. Right, right. That's what's so, happening. Sorry, so, Jesse. Well, That's why. Go ahead. Well, sir, were you no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, all... Stats seem to indicate they're just unlucky and they'll be back next year, no problem. But 
I feel like there's teams where you believe that. I don't no, believe with, it with like, the Calgary Flames. They they lost they lost the shootout last night, right? Yeah. That that's what eliminated them. But they also lost to the Blackhawks last week. They lost Can't to the, they lost to the Canucks on Saturday in a shootout. Can't happen. Like these these are this perpetually happened all year where they lost games they shouldn't have lost. And eventually when you lose so many one goal games, mm-hmm. it's not because you're unlucky. It's because you can't pull out one goal games and you don't have you don't have the level of compete or the level of skill or just the goal scoring or the goaltending whatever is what your problem is because there's a there's a bunch of problems with calgary flames it's all of those things that compound you to be unlucky and not win these games eventually it's not just luck it's you lack the skill and the talent to win the game how about this give the flames eight more points or no not eight give them four more points they're in the playoffs yes so they you could add four more five more six more overtime losses to the record they'd be fine and the way you get those points is by not losing one goal games because your goalie decided to take a stroll i would like to know how many he had this year it um just off the top of my head it like gun to my head, like like gun to the earth, actually gun to the earth. Yeah. Yes. Egudala. <laughs> yeah. St- yeah. Aliens will eat you alive if you get this wrong. Minimum three. Well, then you're in the playoffs. And I'm gonna say as many as six. You're in the playoffs. Like yeah. you got to Billy Bean this a little bit. Like what happens when we, you know, when they? they How about you got to bully this? They're talking about stole, stolen bases, right? So stop stealing bases. Stay in yeah. your net. So we, because our percentages aren't good. Stay in your net. The percentages aren't good. Like so, I've I made the if you're a goaltender, tend the goal thing a bit, and because I've made it a bit, like I actually have a decent idea of the goalies who kind of stink. You got to watch this. it every week to get the clips. Yeah, <laughs> you know who's who's surprisingly bad at it? Vasilevsky. He, he does it with, like, surprising regularity. Mm-hmm. You know who uh, I'm glad has stopped playing the puck as much? Ilya Samsonov is not the greatest um, at playing the puck. Neither is Matt Murray. Oh, boy. But those two. No, Markstrom's one. He's one of one. I was going to throw Vasilevsky in there. There's a, there's a yeah. few other goalies who are really bad at it. Matt Mark Murray Stone only. Matt Murray usually stays. One. He stays between the posts when he's not knocking them he's, off. Yeah, exactly. Th- yes. Exactly. No. Markstrom yeah. is one of one. All right. But like all those all those one score games. Like if they had any high end scoring, like Kadri and Huberdeau, they weren't. They're, what, they're setup guys. They weren't what was advertised. You know, they didn't bring the point production. If they get any of those, maybe there's four more points in the standings. And like they're not relying on. I forget his first name. Doer. Whatever his first name is, scoring the game winner in in must win games. I thought like, that was a clothing brand you were promoting in that, that was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you but, go but, Jesse Blake fifteen but to fifteen percent off. Jesse, I think they did come as advertised, but neither of them are finishers. Hmm. They're not finishers. Huberto set the record for what last year? Assists. He still put up at least thirty goals. Yes, but when you're playing with Sasha Barkov, yeah. right? It's it's different, and I think that's that's where Calgary really. I think lacked it this year because Kachuk, one, two, three Kachuk so was a good. genuine finisher. Backlund's obviously still there, genuine, but there's just it's just not. And also the style that they play, they don't, they have a head coach who it was like when Tortorella took over in Vancouver. It's like okay, we're out, now the Sedins are gonna gonna we're gonna um, block all the shots and win the Stanley Cup. No, you're not. The difference. No, you're not. Is, you don't have a coach that matches what your team is. The difference is Tortorella had zero success in Vancouver. Sutter won the division last year. So I don't know where this team came from. I don't like I know significant changes. Yeah. 
the changes they made to me are not the difference between winning your division and not making no, the they're playoffs. not. They're not. It's depression, I think, that's set in on the players. Like, like get yeah, him out no, of there. He's got to go. Very Losing. openly hated playing hockey for at least a month now. Losing in five games to the Oilers, it was a does, peak into what they kind of were. Does it break Paper your tiger? brain a little bit? It, it it breaks your brain? Yeah. Does it, like, does it, does, does a loss like that kind of break you? I think we saw what the Calgary they Flames were Stanley Cup were in that moment. Like they went up against a team who was actually a Stanley Cup favorite, and maybe all season long, like we overrated the Calgary Flames. The Oilers, last yeah, the Oilers weren't a Cup favorite. You know, but after that performance, oh, getting to the Western Conference Finals, yeah. we saw what the Oilers truly were. You know, and the Calgary Flames, they didn't match up. Like they couldn't compete with that team. The Flames began that series up, if I'm not mistaken, six two. In game one, in the second period, by the end of the second period, if I'm not mistaken, it was six five. Mm-hmm. Oilers tied it at the beginning of the third, and I think the Flames ended up winning it nine six. And then they got they got reverse swept after and that. And then they got reverse swept. Yeah, it's like game one. It's it's like we're all still living in that second period. Like it's, mm-hmm. I since, don't since get then, it. It's been your best players leave. Everybody hates the head coach. You sign the new guys. You try and rebuild on the fly, retool with the new fancy to, uh, fancy guys, and, and none of it works. Cat, okay, losing Kachuk and Gaudreau, but replacing them with Kadri and uh, Uyghur and Huberto, and Huberto, and then adding Uyghur on top of that, you shouldn't be missing the playoffs. You shouldn't be missing the playoffs, man. They and all the games where they outshot their opponent. Mm-hmm. And they loved out shooting and losing. Oh, <laughs> that was that's a Calgary Flames special. Yeah. I wonder how many of those games where they outshot their opponent and lost were because of score effects because they were losing early because Markstrom left the fucking net to, <laughs> yeah. to play the puck. I'm gonna no, I'm gonna ride this till he stops doing it. Stop it. Stop it. I, I yeah, it's a good. I listen. It's dude, a good you're point. killing your here's, team. Here's the other thing you're I want to bring up. Killing your team. And this is where again my my issues all year. I tweeted in November. That, that the Flames needed a coaching change and Flames fans got on me or whatever. But, like, they played like shit then. They played like shit since. And what's hilarious now is Flames reporters are talking about this is a great opportunity to start Matt Coronado and see what you have there, right? He's their new top prospect. Uh, what? Are you sure you don't mean Dustin Wolf? Isn't it Matt Coronado? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I think – I think – He's one of their prospects, but Dustin Wolf's their big goalie. Well, I know, but this is a guy that they, yeah, no, this is this is a guy that they were going to try out in the last couple of games, that they're super interested. Oh, in. this guy. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I thought you were. No, I'm. I've I've been on the Dustin Wolf train. So okay, so, well, so who's who is this? So Matt mm-hmm. Coronado, uh, uh, basically, he's I'm pulling up his elite prospects page for anybody that wants to. know. He's 20 years old. Uh, he's he just signed with the Flames. He was the guy that. When when he signed his entry level deal, Flames fans were really excited, and Sutter's like, "Never heard of him." What wing? Uh, he is a right wing, left wing, so he can play either. Um, he's got he's got an offensive profile according to Elite Prospects. I'll just read what they said. He wants to have the puck on his stick and isn't afraid to court contact to make sure he's the one driving the bus for the line. He's decisive, manipulative, and dexterous with his handler. Uh, he's got a good shot for somebody who is constantly throwing pucks on the net. And his release is fast and versatile and how he gets pucks off. He was recently in at Harvard. He had 36 points in 34 games, 20 goals. 
Um, so, so that is pretty good. So Matt Coronado was a guy that they've signed earlier this year. Sutter was like, I've never heard of him. And then, mm-hmm. um, flames reporters are openly saying today, uh, that even though these last couple of games are a perfect time to get a guy like that in the lineup, because it doesn't matter. Uh, Sutter still may not do that because he doesn't the, like young players. Uh, Peltier comment earlier this year and just, it was a Peltier. Was that the one I was? Is that am I mixing that up? I'm not sure. But either way, I'm not sure. You know, doesn't love, doesn't love young guys. Can you imagine this guy doesn't make it in the lineup? They've just signed him. I mean, do they need finishers or not? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't. I. Uh... I mean, I guess I could see them holding back and then his contract slides to next year, right? Isn't that true? No, that works. It, then he must have not played this year. Yeah, so Coronado, he has not played. It. That's Coronado, what I'm saying. Okay, so then he wasn't, to try he wasn't him out. the guy Sutter was talking about. Then yeah. Coronado oh, must have okay. yeah. only just signed his deal because if he had signed it earlier, he wouldn't have been eligible for NCAA. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was Peltier. Oh, it was yeah, Peltier. Yeah. Either way, so both. But then guys it's more then. than one guy. Well, then it's then it's doubly doubly bad. Right, right, right. Dustin Wolf is the the one I get hung up on because he's the best. He might be the best goalie not playing in the NHL. Yeah, now that Devin Levi is up. Fuck. Yeah, so... He looks great. How is Buffalo not mathematically out yet? Put some respect on the Sabres. They're They're not mathematically out. Still in this, and Levi's going to drag him in. I don't know. Goalies, man. (laughs) I mean, Florida gives up Devin Levi Levi as a throwaway in a deal, and uh, they don't miss him because Alex Lyon decided to play the best hockey of his career at 31. Sure. (laughs) <laughs> Definitely. Goalies. Mm-hmm. They're totally normal. It's... Watch. Uh, Lion's going to be like the the next Tim Thomas, where he sticks around for long enough. Where Like, Tim Thomas had to be good for like a year and a half before we were all like, is he just good? Yeah. Is he yeah. actually good? Nobody believed <laughs> yeah. it. Nobody yeah. believed it. No, because he shouldn't have been. Yeah. The dude was drafted by the Nordiques. Dwayne Rolison <laughs> was like that, too. I think he was one of the <laughs> oldest like Rookie of the Year candidates ever. He was like 27 or something. Like, he got better as he aged. Yeah. He, it was crazy. Um... Uh, separately from that, the Flames were hanging their hopes on hopefully the San Jose Sharks doing anything, which they did not. But Carlson did get his 100th point as a defenseman. He is the sixth ever to do it. I got a problem with some of the Norris discourse. About Eric? I get that there are better defensemen in the National Hockey League. Adam Fox is fucking unreal. Kale McCarr is the best defenseman in the National Hockey League. Skill-wise. But if a guy puts up 100 points and it's been done six times in the history of the entire league, just give him the fucking Norris Trophy. Who cares if he's bad defensively? People who vote on best defenseman. But it's fine. He did something that's so extraordinary on one end that there can be a little, hey, he's not that great on the defensive end. His team is really ass. But the, yeah. the 100 points, that round number, is so special. He can't not win the Norris. His first season without Brent Burns. <laughs> Those two were not meant to be on the same team no. together. I uh, Not enough puck. No, I grossly underestimated that when that trade happened. I was like, oh, look, they have the best right side. No, man. Uh, those are both, well, at least at the time of the trade, those are both number one options. They're not top pair options. Those are number one options. You can only have one. I think I think the Leafs Leaf fans sort of saw that in a way, like a way reduced way, with uh Morgan Riley and Tyson Berry. 
Because because uh, Morgan Riley was so coming what? off a seventy-two point season, yeah, and they're like, and we they need bring, Tyson Berry. We, yeah. yeah, well, they wanted to get Barry TJ was Brody. a little lost with Morgan, and then they they took Morgan off the top power play so they could get Tyson Berry going. You and know then what? It though? was like, uh, look I don't how know. good of a fit Barry's been in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great fit, and actually Perfect. with Yossi. Uh, well, Yossi's Yossi's been out, mm. so he's he's uh, he's been a great fit. As a uh, a dude filling in, basically. And speaking of filling in, I, I forgot to get to this because I was too busy ranting about Calgary. Have you looked at the roster Nashville is doing this with? It's pretty thin. Who the f- Who are these people? I know. So they had two goals yesterday. Mm-hmm. Both of them featured a player getting their first career point. Igor Afenisev got his first goal heading into that game in 16 NHL games. Zero goals, zero assists, zero points. And then Jake Markstrom goes, here you go, pal. Gives just puck right to him, buries it. There's your first career point. And on the second goal, I can't remember who scored it, but Jake Livingstone, uh, cousin of Drew. Is he actually? No, I made that up. Oh, um, Zach Sanford scored. Zach Sanford, thank you, uh, with his second goal of the season. I, I looked this up. There were four goals in that game. One was some guy's first, another was some guy's second, and another was some guy's third. And then there was Backlund with his 19th. But uh, Afenisev and Livingstone both got their first career point in that game. Like, they're they're just a bunch of children and <laughs> journeymen. Yeah. And they're, they sold hard with a capital S at the deadline. They're still in it. So it doesn't make sense. Tyson Berry leads them in time on ice, right? He's, he's their big defenseman. Yossi's out. Who's second in time on ice for the Nashville Predators? After, actually, uh, Ryan McDonough's up there, too. He's, uh, he's second. Who's third in time on ice for the Nashville Predators? Is it a defenseman? It is a defenseman. I don't even know who plays defense for them all the time. It is not a defenseman. It's a forward. Ryan Johansson. It's a forward. It can't be Matt Duchesne, can it? He doesn't kill penalties. Uh, it's centerman. Is it Tanner Glass? <laughs> you didn't even get his name right. His name's Cody Glass. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I got the he wrong scored. glass. He scored last night, too. I'm so brutal. You got Mr. Is it glass Cody Glass? Wrong. Cody Glass. Cody so glass. I was right and wrong. Yeah. Was he not? Uh, a... He didn't He didn't score last night, no. I thought he did. Cut, uh, was he the... Was he a pick of the Vegas Golden yes. Knights? Yeah. Yeah, yeah fifth overall. Cody Glass played uh, 23 minutes... And 25 wow. seconds led all forwards for the Nashville Predators in ice time. Probably in the NHL. That all wow. the NHL. <laughs> Tanner Glass. Wild. Tanner Glass. <laughs> uh, Just as good, I hear. I'm upset. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how they're doing this. I don't either. It's UC Soros, obviously. Like, he's he's a big reason they're doing this. But, well, like, you got to score a they, couple. You got to score, and that's why they got they got Trennan and... And Tyson Berry and oh, man. Cody big, Glass. Big team. They lost uh, Tomasino. Tomasino's on that. So team. if 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 Winnipeg <laughs> wins tonight, it's over. But if they don't, and Nashville wins its final two games, and Winnipeg loses its final two games, because mm-hmm. that's essentially what it comes down to. Nashville's in. Now, I'm looking at the Western Conference, and it would be kind of cool, don't you think, if the Edmonton Oilers could win their last couple of games. Finish tops in the conference and take on the Nashville Predators in the first round. Oh, don't think it hasn't occurred to me. Because they're, I mean, it's it's probably not going to happen because Vegas is that far ahead. 
And and Vegas fans probably feel super disrespected because we've been talking about Edmonton so much, but mm-hmm. Edmonton sort of are, they're goofy. It's crazy. I would love to see an Edmonton Nashville first round. Would love to see it. So on the topic of the Jets, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna link this to the Penguins. Life's not fair, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna prove it. The Penguins are fighting for their playoff lives for a uh, wild card spot. Yeah. The Jets are fighting for their playoff lives for a wild card spot. They both have two games left. If I'm not mistaken, the Penguins' last two games are against the Chicago Blackhawks mm-hmm. and the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm pretty sure they're like one and two in the league for worst teams. They're both bottom five. The Winnipeg Jets <laughs> have to play the Wild in Minnesota. Oh, not easy. In the Avalanche in Colorado. So that's possible. Dude, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks Ooh. so much. And the Penguins, wow. too, like, they control their own destiny in this whole thing. Yeah. So the Penguins just go 2-0, and they're in the playoffs. And you don't think Sidney Crosby can just go 2-0 and and make the playoffs? Oh, man. And, uh, oh, man, did the Isles bottle it. Yep. They yeah. got crushed by the Caps. I can't it, believe that. So the problem with the Islanders is they can't come back. Because they yeah, can't, score. can't score, so you get down three nothing. Game's over. Everybody go home, leave the arena. It's like, it's like the Flames of the East. Yeah, the Islanders they don't have enough scoring, and like that's been their detriment. And going down three zero to the Caps. Do they have Barzal no back one? yet? No. Uh, yeah, I don't think he didn't play last night. No. I think they make the playoffs in a walk if mm. they have Barzal, but they don't. So they don't. I want to. I want to ask you guys something. What is league average save percentage this year? What do you guess? Like 906. Okay, Mississauga, 905. 905, I like that. Yeah. The league average save <laughs> percentage. Maggie liked that. Margaret uh, liked that. Margaret, lovely Margaret's <laughs> in the corner. Uh, Thanks, Megan. The, uh, the save percentage for the league this year is 899. No way. League average? Yes. Wow. There are... Only you're, you're Matt. You should have put a thousand dollars on your Matt Murray. Oh, bag. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like to be two dollars Steve responsible. Sports Interaction did not. They didn't do a good job with that oh. one. <laughs> it was nine twenty, right? Yeah. Well, Matt Murray, he had I think like a nine twenty three or yeah. something at the time, dude. <laughs> it should have been a will Matt Murray win the Vesna Trophy, which fucking no. <laughs> like, the, there are. 14 teams in the NHL with a nine up in front of their save percentage. Only 14. So two teams at least going into the playoffs this year will have a less than 900 save percentage. The Oilers are among them. They have an 899. They have a league average save percentage. And which is weird to say. Stuart Skinner was an all-star. Yes. Mm. So Jack Campbell has struggled. Yeah. So a little. The top team in the league. Save percentage wise is obviously the Boston Bruins. Yes. What is their team save percentage? Oh, it's stupid. Nine twenty eight. That would be stupid. So I don't think it's that high. Nine twenty five. It's nine thirty. Oh my ah! shit! The next closest. Ah! team. I will give you the next closest team. It's like if the Hashik Sabers could score. Holy oh, it's crazy. Shit. No, no, let us guess. Okay, what do you think number two is? Not Don't give me the percentage yet. Give me the team first. Second highest save percentage in the league. Both conferences. Save for, Team save percentage. Both conferences. Oh, so but 
an Eastern team and a Western team who aren't the Bruins? It can be either. Mm-hmm. Be anybody in the league but the Bruins. There are 31 teams to choose from. Who's your pick? After a bad start, Georgiev's been really good for Colorado. Hey, you're, it's not right. Colorado? So you're saying Colorado. Jesse? The New Jersey Devils. Not the New Jersey Devils. Colorado is fifth. New Jersey is 11th. Oh. The Minnesota Wild are number two. Oh! Oh! oh. And they've been very good. Now, Philip Gustafson. Now. Hey. And, and, and Mark uh, andre noted the Allen. other guy. Sorry. Yeah. Hey. What is hey. he? He's a what? Noted Alan Walsh client. Thank he you. has actually been sick. So. Lately. Alan, what we is. We should talk about Alan later. What is. Yes, we should actually get a great episode coming out. Nah. Um, nah. Number two. Hmm. Minnesota Wild, what's their team save percentage? Knowing that Boston was 930, the league average is 899. Where's Nine, Minnesota? 16. 9-14. God, I wish one of you had picked the number in the middle. Oh! Ah! 9-15. Well done, guys. I didn't want to prices right you. And I'm going to give you the top <laughs> no, 10 teams. I know, I should have. These are the best team save percentage teams in the league. Uh, no, and they... I'll give you I the top guess. 10. No, we're not going to guess. <laughs> we're not going to guess this. Guess. There's, here's the top 10. Can we guess number three? Okay, we're going to guess all 32 teams in order <laughs> or no one leaves. Yeah. <laughs> can we guess number three? You can guess number three, and okay. it's the same save percentage as uh, the Wild. Oh, so it's the Same team 9-15? save percentage. They also have a 915. The Carolina Hurricanes. No, but they're, they're up it. there. No, they're not, actually. They're 14th. Oh, they're not the the middle of the They have the most shutouts in the league, though, strangely. Islanders? Islanders. Ah! Let's go. Ilya! And then followed by the Nashville Predators. Of course. Nice. Colorado Avalanche. Winnipeg's got to be up there. Dallas Stars, New York Rangers, Vegas Golden Knights, Winnipeg Jets, and number 10, your Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. With a 908. Pretty wild, eh, that Boston's that far ahead. Like, it's just... It's, it's just a crazy year. All <laughs> congrats to them. Sixty-three wins, all-time record. Uh, they did it. Done. No, they got a couple games left. Tack on a few. Just yeah. The history of uh, uh, the four major sports has been that the team that has the most wins ever and never wins the championship. So it's a curse. Seattle, I, I, Seattle I, Mariners. I think it was. Uh, they lost the MLB. Uh, Tom Brady, you brought that up. You brought that up. What we that was ago. a crazy year in football. I loved. Oh that. yeah, the they lost to the Giants there. Um, what what a, NBA like Eli is, Manning, Brady versus Eli Manning. Like, come oh, on, yeah. come on, twice, two times, two times. NBA Golden is State. the Golden State Warriors. The uh, down up up three one to LeBron. Like Draymond, on. Draymond decides to get kicked out. Changes the whole series. LeBron does the unbelievable comeback. That was, they had the most wins ever in regular season. And then the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, they lost. Uh, they So the record for the Lightning, I think, is the most points ever. I thought the Red Wings had that. Or no, so the Red, the Red Wings, Wings had the most wins. Wins ever. They won the Stanley they Cup. They lost too. But if you go. They didn't win the oh, Cup that so year. So they, they lose that year. They yeah. lost in the Western Conference to Colorado. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, most, most wins ever. The Lightning and the uh, Red Wings, they both lost. So if history says anything. It's that Boston doesn't give a shit about your history and they're going to win another fucking championship. <laughs> Who knows? That fucking Who city knows? with all their goddamn rings. So sick of their shit. Yeah. I Listen, it's the playoffs and you play the games for a reason. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't picture them losing four out of seven. Well, at least not to their first round opponent who is like, 
currently it's going to be it's going to be Pittsburgh. I think. You think I mean, good? like, I, okay, you know, Columbus what? should not have beaten Tampa. If the Islanders, they shouldn't have, if the so. Islanders sneak in, it's, it's the gonna, Islanders give them a hard time. Pittsburgh. It's going. I know it's going to be Pittsburgh, but it does. It is in Pittsburgh. Ha- well, Pittsburgh's hands. In all honesty, we should all be rooting for the Sabers, but I mean, that's it's very cool. unlikely. That's true. It would be cool. <laughs> out be cool. of out of, I mean, the the Sabers are a long shot. So if they make it, I mean, they're hot and everything. But out of the three teams that are that have been in that battle for a while, the the Panthers, the Islanders, and the Penguins. I think the Islanders at least give them a hard time. I think the Panthers soften them up. Panthers still, are a tough team. Yeah, but still probably losing like five. Mm-hmm. The Penguins? I'm just not... I'm a huge Sidney Crosby believer. But the rest? I think they the rest. get fucking slapped. You don't like Tristan Jari? He is one of the most mystifying goaltenders in the league to me. He's either the best or he's the worst. You yeah, like, man. Like, every time I watch the highlights, I'm like, oh, that wasn't a good goal. That wasn't like a good the, goal either. And I look at his numbers, and they're good. I think it's the rest of the team. The, 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 the Penguins don't know what they want to be. And, like, honestly, um, they're soft. when you look at how Hextall and Burke in their previous jobs were, the Flyers didn't know what they wanted to be, and the Flames didn't know what they wanted to be. So now they got them both under one roof, and and not the, the team still doesn't know what it wants to be. It almost fired two draft picks to the— uh, to to the Canucks for JT Miller who had a fight last night. Did you guys see that? No. He squared square up and had a fight. It was good. He um, in, he when he's actually dialed in is like the perfect hockey player. Yeah. It's just he so often is. And I'm sure on Pittsburgh he would have been and will be this offseason when they inevitably trade. Yeah, him. I don't think a lot of people are happy with the job that Hextall's done so far in Pittsburgh and like I can't really blame them with you see how the season's oh, like what they have I'm just surprised. Done. That a team managed by Brian Burke and Ron Hextall, uh, like, is a team that like Brian Burke and Ron Hextall could probably beat in a fight now. <laughs> oh, if Ron Hextall gets on the ice, he's instantly the most violent player for the Penguins. Yeah. No, no. Evgeny Malkin exists. Oh, yeah, you're right. right. He's gonna cut, Sorry, Hextall's he's in gonna your face, by the way. Thank God that guy plays hockey. <laughs> Imagine he was just walking around in normal society. Like... We'd all be in danger. Yeah. Oh, but man. after Malkin. The stick bandit. <laughs> yeah. He strikes again. Ah! <laughs> Comes at alleys and friggin'. Right across both both angles. Yeah. It's, nice it's, bag of groceries. It's definitely ah! not. It's definitely not your toughest world. hockey team there. They're not. They're not. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm with you, Steve. I don't believe there's some in quite, it. Like, Brian, Brian brought in Hextall, right? I think they or did he inherit? Oh, I don't think so. So... Like uh, maybe I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I gotta just do a quick Google. But like, that's that's a situation where I could see Brian bringing in somebody else. Uh, it's a situation it where I could well. see the uh, the Penguins at the draft going uh, to quote Calvin and Hobbs, Hamster Huey and the Gooey Kablooey. I could see them uh, fucking making some huge moves. I think they probably will, uh, and they gotta go for it. I do think if the Islanders get in, guys, of all the teams that we mentioned, Florida. Obviously, the island, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, they're the team that give Boston the hardest time, the Islanders. That the, the, there's no question. I guess. They can't score, but you don't need to to win in the playoffs, honestly. And, you know, you've got – they're just – you know, here, here's what it's it is. Boston still score. probably probably wins in five. Hmm. 
I just but it's I don't see every them taking every longer than five shift. Every period sucks. Yeah. And what what as Leaf fans we need is a to beat Tampa. B we need Boston to not feel so fucking good about themselves. Because if you can at least at least creep push that door open just a little bit on the doubt meter, just a little bit. That's all you need. No, we need them to play the softest option, and here's why. Okay. Supposedly, so it's like so it's like Calgary Edmonton last year in the second round, or what? I, I can't remember where I saw the stat, but a team coming off mm-hmm. a sweep, I saw this too, has beaten, or sorry, a team coming off a sweep has lost to a team coming off a seven game series six out of the last seven times. Yeah, it's like a it's like an eighty five percent hit rate. I want to was that Mike Johnson on TV? I forget. I can't remember. It was. It I might can't remember. Tweet or something like that. Yeah, the teams that sit around they don't do well in the playoffs. And Boston, I think, has had so much success this season because of how engaged they've been. Yeah. And, I mean, practice Do you really think that's going to be a problem for these guys? I mean, no, but I'm trying to talk myself into it. Historically, it has been, though. It has. I don't know. It's hard. Again, like, I guess I'm jumping off Steve here, but it's Mm -hmm. hard to bet against that. Hard Um, to bet against that experience. With the Penguins, the uh, Mario and Ron Burke, I believe the two co-owners who kind of oversee the Penguins, they brought in Hexy. Burkle might I think be it's Burkle. Yeah, Burkle. Sorry, uh, they brought in Burke and Hextall at the same time, so they were named GM and oh. president at the same time. So I could see a situation just seeing how Hextall's done the job so far. Burke going to going to Mister Lemieux and being like, "Hey, I want to bring in my guy." I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so um, Jeff Merrick is tweeting as of six minutes ago. Leafs mystery goaltender may be Matt Anuska of the Windsor Spitfires. Kyle oh. Cushman retweeted him and said, Matt Anuska had a 898 save percentage in 33 games for Windsor. Uh, he's a Waterloo native, three postseason games for the Spitfires, and they were shockingly swept by Kitchener in the first round. Oh, yeah. We never talked about that story. Mm-hmm. Um, that was extremely rare. I mean, Kitchener and, Wh- and Windsor have had some unbelievable playoff battles back and forth uh this was uh this was kitchener getting one up on them yeah kitchener they were supposed to be a lot better than they were in this regular season like coming into this season kitchener was supposed to be a better team and then they finished eighth in the conference they go up against windsor it's it's an eight versus one obviously but Mm -hmm. it was a little underrated team and that's shane wright like that's (laughs) that's the big thing is is what is why it was a big deal is Shane Wright, this whole back and forth all year, you know, Windsor trades the entire farm of of eight-year-old draft picks that they have. You know, yeah. the kids the kids 20 years from now who can be drafted, they trade all those picks to acquire Shane Wright, and then you get swept. You know, it's, it's fucking devastating for him, and now he's got to go play in the AHL. If I'm not mistaken, when uh, Taylor Hall, before he was drafted in the Windsor Spitfires, uh, won the Memorial Cup, the next year... They played Jeff Skinner's Kitchener Rangers in the OHL playoffs. Skinner's Kitchener Rangers were up 3 nothing in the series. Windsor came back and won and won the Memorial Cup. They've had some battles, mm-hmm. Windsor and Kitchener. Well, anyway, should be interesting to see if that actually ends up happening. On, um, the, on the OHL news, also uh, Connor Bedard. I'm, I'm just well, going to that. Junior. Oh, it's, it's in my lineup. That's what we're talking about. For goodness sake. We don't even need Adam. Yeah, no. Fuck I was actually going to go to the Women's Worlds next, but if you would like to go to no, Connor we're Bedard. literally talking about the OHL All playoffs. right, then Connor Bedard sucks, and they got eliminated. <laughs> is he? Moving on. Bad? He is all of a sudden bad. Could he drop to the third round and the Leafs get him? You know what? 
<laughs> is that the first time the Leafs draft? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, really. Oh, no, they got the Bruins pick. For yeah, they, got the a, the, they have a first-round pick. Fuck. Here's the thing. Seven games Why? of the series. Mean, right? They lost. It's crazy that they lost to the Blades, like, 4-1. to one. He had 20 points in that series. In the series? Are you sure? Pretty sure. <laughs> Pretty sure. Or just in the what's, what's the number? Carter Bedard. <laughs> You guys are making me. You guys are making me recheck everything. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Okay. So So, no, but that would have mean they scored 20 goals in in five games and they lost in seven games. He had 20 points. I was right. He had 10 goals and 10 assists. And they they did. And they lost four to one. Okay. Please show me the rest of the team. For Uh, well, uh, I guess we'll have to look up Regina Pats. I thought it, I didn't know it was a seven game series. I thought it was a five game series. Um, well, so first off, oh, they don't have the playoff stats. They don't have the playoff stats. Well, that's a bit of a. Why does Hockey DB not have that? Okay, Regina Pats. Hold it's, on, I'll just look. Holy it up. shit! He's so. He's crazy good. good. What day is it? May eighth, lottery day. I think so. Dude, this guy, well... Okay, so Stanislav uh, Sovil uh, had 13 points in seven games. Uh, Alexander Sudzaleev? Sudzaleev? Did they lose every game 10-6? Ten, ten, yeah. <laughs> they actually had... There was a lot of guys with a lot of points. It's sort of In a seven-game series, he outscored his closest teammate by seven? Yes. He was the player of the week. He had four goals and... That's and, unreal. Sorry, he had, in four games, he had 11 points. Uh, he was, he's just crazy, crazy. Wow. Now, I don't know if this is wise for him, given that he's, I mean, he's going to be the first overall pick, but also nothing he does is going to change that. Like Canada for the men's mm-hmm. uh, world championship, like I, I forget every professional hockey player who's available. That might be your number one center. Oh yeah. What yeah. an alien! I don't think he wanted it. Like right now, it's probably in the mindset: go get ready for the draft. You know, like, yeah, that's probably, go get ready I, for a training camp kind of thing. You know, take some time after now. Well, he's gonna have to now. This is this is the, this is your last summer of your life where you're not gonna be an NHLer. Mm. <laughs> like, well, he's, he's never had a burger. Life is about to change. He's never had a burger in his life, so it's yeah, not like well, he's gonna go he have fun. He doesn't have to have a burger for another forty years. No, that's know? I guess not. But he, it's it's wild to me that. Uh, that you could have points like that and still lose. But then mm-hmm. I think about Connor McDavid yeah. in the OHL final versus uh, the Oshawa. Jennies, and you were there, were you not? Five games. Five games, yeah. I remember Dylan Strom getting upset. Travis uh, Dermott was on that team, I thought. I think he was. What happened? Uh, <laughs> they lost in five to Oshawa, but uh, Dylan Strom got upset because they asked about him. Like, were you playing hurt? Because he was such a non-factor, and mm. he insists that he wasn't. But they were they were triple teaming McDavid, right? Like, and just leaving everyone else completely just wide open. Were you at the clinching game? Were I was at five? the clinching game. That must did, have been did cool. they let you on the ice? They did. Yeah, I, I took uh, some pictures. Um, uh, Ken Appleby, the, who was the the goalie of the. Of the gens, and I got a, a nice picture of him and yeah. Sean McKenzie and a few other people, and uh, yeah, I, I got on the ice. Nice. Yeah, I, cool. d- I couldn't get into the McDavid scrum. It was it was too big. What a surprise! Oh. It was too big. Yeah. Um, isn't that the year too? He got into like a fight and broke his broke his wrist or something like that. Wasn't there something? Yes, it is. Uh, his hand. His hand. Yeah. He, f- he fought someone on in like January. Missed, mm-hmm. and he hit. I think the uh, the the lip of the boards. 
And uh, I know, right? And he Brutal. Broke his hand. Why is it, Connor McDavid fighting ever? And it really hurt his draft stock. Yeah, man. <laughs> Bummer didn't work out for him, eh? Yeah, uh, that, whatever happened to that yeah, guy? We might we might go Eichel now. If you missed it, Canada and the United nope. States had a absolute classic. Which is the, weird. That never happens. <laughs> the Leafs game ended in OT. John Tavares scored that, and then you flip over, and uh, the USA Canada was heading right into three on three OT. Yeah, the women's it was perfect time. Women's awesome. world. So. <laughs> To kind of set it up, you know, Canada's up at the end of the first, and then Hillary Knight scores a controversial goal, and it's controversial because Canada challenged for an offside, but they couldn't get on camera whether or not she was offside. By the way, Hillary Knight was a thousand percent offside because when you actually look at it, um, she's like three feet over the blue line when the pass comes. But it doesn't matter because if you didn't get it on camera, it, it counts. Yeah, and, it is what it is. Uh, I at least, and I'm a completely biased Canadian fan, but. She was a thousand percent off offside, but you can't call it back, which was the right thing. I'm glad they did the right thing. Mm-hmm. And then USA scores you with like a now. second to go. Overtime solves nothing, and they both score off the top in the shootout. And then they go nine more rounds. And former guest of Noxie and Cax, woo, Jamie Lee Rattray, <sighs> scores in the shootout. She it was like it was a crazy move too. Crazy move. Canada and the U.S. have a long history of crazy moves uh, clinching the shootout. So I'm glad Canada came out on top on this one. You know, the one thing I have not seen this time, and I'm so grateful for it. An American gold medal. Oh, I hate an American gold medal. Especially at the expense of Canada. But every time there would be a classic, like immediately following the 2010 Olympics, when they're like, wow, we heard Haley Wickenheiser gets on the mic and said, we heard they had our flag on the floor in their dressing room, which apparently was not true. But I don't care. It's enough that she believed it. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's enough that she believed Right? We were talking the about that earlier. Yeah. I don't care. It was great. It was great. But immediately following that, you had some bum writer who had nothing else to write about that day say, uh, you know, should, should women's hockey even be in the Olympics? There's really only two teams. There'd in 2002, always, someone wrote 2010, that? 2010. 2010. Oh, that, that happens all. That happened every single time. And what we did not see yesterday, mm. what we did not see yesterday, was somebody writing some bullshit article like that. Do you know that the Olympics almost got rid of women's hockey legitimately because of that? They had real discussions about it. In 2010, the final was a 2-0 Canadian victory where Shannon Zabados had to stand on her head. Yes. It was close. Yes. Mm-hmm. I guess the argument is not it's not close between There's those nobody two teams. Else. It's the yeah, that's yeah. stupid. It's a stupid yeah, but, but look, I'm so glad nobody's made that argument. It's just what a great game. Debian was amazing in that. Like look how was, the yeah. other countries have come on well, yeah. since then. Yeah. The the one thing I got a problem with with this fucking tournament is What grinds your gears, Jesse Blake? They're still they're hosting the uh the medal round, the, the medal round game still in this in Brampton. And I would have I thought like they would have moved it to a bigger venue. I thought like okay, we get to like the bigger games. Maybe we. I. I. Uh, they couldn't do it, I guess, because of the scheduling. Because you can't book Scotiabank for a date when the Raptors and Leafs might be in the playoffs. I get that. Yeah. You know, they. It's, it's kind of taken. But there's so many arenas around the GTA that hold more than I think it's like five thousand that they yeah. got. In that Hamilton one is. It's gonna, not the greatest building. The one they're yeah. building right now, the Oakview Group, the one they're gonna they're they're in the plans for. The mm-hmm. one they're the same people that built Seattle and I think Vegas as well. Um, they are building an arena in Southern Ontario. And everybody keeps telling me there's no way that there's an NHL team that's going in there, even though it's a closed door, like you said, it's a closed roof, 20,000 person arena. Definitely not going to be another NHL team in Southern Ontario. See, I was, th- I was thinking of all these buildings. Uh, it's an international tournament, though. 
So you got people flying in from here, there, and everywhere, and then you don't want them to have to take like an hour, hour and a half drive uh, after that, maybe even longer. I mean, Brampton's, I don't know, 20 minutes from the airport? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just think... So I don't know. I just checked. It's five thousand seats. Yeah, you know. You know I, I wish I wish they held like the big Canada USA game at a place that could support fifteen thousand. I agree with you. That was my, that was my only fans. hiccup with and, the way the women's. And, and I think planned. it's it's time for another arena. It's time for like, Cops, yeah, like in the GTA. Cops yeah. is old, right? Cops in, in Hamilton is mm-hmm. like was built in the late seventies for a Hamilton NHL team that never came. Um, it's time for a new arena, and it's and and the thing is is that Scotiabank Arena, even if. The Leafs and Raptors weren't in the playoffs. It's booked 320 nights a year. So yeah. the chances of you being able to just get in there on a snap, it's impossible. Like it's, it's, so it is time. Like they could use another one. Uh, what was the one we went to when we saw Eric Young? Uh, Paramount uh, Fine Food Center in Mississauga. That's right. Now, how many yeah. do, do you think they're in that? Is that not? Oh like my 10, gosh, that's 000? the same thing. That's the that's Steelheads building. What's Coca Cola? A couple thousand. That's probably three thousand or whatever. Like where the Marlies plays. Seven thousand. Marlies seven something. Yeah. 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 See, like that would be nice, but again, it could have been playoff. Even that, like it's two thousand. I would have liked to see it in a in a major league. I'm with arena, you. I'm you with know? you. That was my. It's Canada, USA. It's Women's Worlds. It feels it feels a little small in in I agree in five thousand and in a town know? like this it would sell it in a heartbeat yeah. right uh, so anyway and I'm I'm just assuming it's going to be Canada USA in the finals like I'm jumping to a lot of wow what here. happens when you assume Jesse <laughs> makes an ass out of you and me that's right jinx Canada is right what on. happens can't wait for the U S <laughs> Finland final after I made my cheeky little comment uh, a couple things I just want to or last two things I want to mention if we're going to do a press conference we could move to that mm-hmm. um uh. Last night was the first time in NHL history where two players got a thousand points, got hit a thousand points on the same night. Um, the first one was Claude Giroux. Oh, Timmy yeah. Stutzel drove. Uh, he he dove for a goal this time, which nah. is crazy. Uh, and uh, Joe Brendan Pavel- Gallagher really fucked up the perception of that guy. No, but he, Joe Pavelski. I mean, did Brendan Gallagher or did Tim Stutzel wow. completely deserve everything yeah. that's coming to him with I the think diving? It's a little. Uh, option a, option uh, Joe Pavelski got his on the same night as well. So not not bad, not bad. Pretty cool for a guy who's pretty revered. Uh, it feels like Joe Pavelski's still had an underrated career. He has. He and has. I I always go back to this moment in time. He's he's like a Hall of Famer if he scores on that Scott Niedermeyer giveaway in the gold medal game in 2010. All of history changes. Uh, he is the devil. He was the devil, was he not? Pavelski. Oh, Pavelski. No, what was he? At? It was San Jose. Uh, yeah. Why he did I say been a shark. No. Yeah. If he. Yeah. You're right. If he scored, he would be for sure. Yeah. Oh, 100. percent Yeah. Niedermeyer gave it away. Pavelski wasn't able to bury it on Lou, and within 30 seconds, Canada won the gold medal. Same shift, no whistle. I wrote about it in the book. I was, I was like, uh, I was thinking about it. So there would have been a little celebration, and then he probably would have had his gold medal uh, and gone on. I think it was Jimmy Kimmel. With uh, the guest he would have been on with was Sarah Palin. <laughs> well, that's quite the guess. Like I was just, I was just picturing how wow. much history would change. She had a moment. Wow, she had, she certainly did, and Joe Pavelski would have as well. Oh yeah, he didn't bury it. Uh, one last thing: uh, the NHL's digitally enhanced uh, Dasher boards were nominated for a 2023 Sports Emmy. Mm-hmm. What? That's that's old though, right? 
uh, as that of 16 minutes ago. What? Because they won some other award too. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is like the Emmys are like the television awards, right? In the States. Oh, okay, okay. I so, watched yeah. a player disappear behind the boards yesterday. Yeah. Emmy. That's an Emmy disappearing player to you, sir. Oh, dear. <laughs> do we want to do the press conference quick? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do, do it. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. This is from hipster underscore crayon <laughs> good name on twitter good name they asked uh what's the best cheese on a cheeseburger oh i don't think you overthink this man cheddar i like a sharp cheddar but but in second place is a nice havarti yeah a havarti on a burger might change your life yeah it's delish like or cheese curds. You ever tried cheese curds on a burger? Like no. melt them onto the burger? Yeah. I don't know. I'm skeptical of that. Why you don't like cheese curds? Of that? On a burger? Oh yeah. I don't Let them melt in. We're complicating burgers. Fresh here. oily cheese that squeaks about, when you chew on it. Good old American cheese. Like craft singles. Well, that's cheddar. American cheese is cheddar. Yeah. There's, you no. You craft put, singles though. <laughs> you, you put the cheese curd into the patty. No, I wouldn't do that. What no? Are you doing? no, no. I'm no. making a delicious because burger. because the cheese you have to put a cheese in there that isn't gonna melt. That's what like that's why you put like a feta in that because chip, it doesn't melt like that. But it's got some like oh, I'm telling you, oh, put feta it on top. Too. Put it on top. Change your life. Feta on a lamb burger. Oh yes, absolutely. Or absolutely. goat cheese on a lamb burger. Yep, goat cheese on a turkey burger. <laughs> goat cheese is delicious. Better on a goat you cheese. Do cranberry fan- goat fantastic. cheese turkey burger patty. Trust me. Is that what you cranberry, cranberry sauce. Cran- cranberry is amazing too. Cranberry goes on anything. It's just super good. Yeah, no, I haven't got that right. Thank you, Jesse. And the, but that's you're, all you're doing is making stuffing. In, <laughs> in a burger yeah, form. It's a Thanksgiving burger. Like you literally, yeah. you, have, you have bread, cranberry, and turkey. Yeah. You just you just made stuffing with turkey. Right. With and it took 20 minutes rather than four hours. Served, so much better. Served by someone with a buckle on their hat. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and shoes that kind of curl at the end. Yeah, like an elf. <laughs> and lamb that's not theirs. All right. So that's, this is from uh, this is from Carlos uh, C. Mommer. Do you think the world would be safer if Adam was in charge of nuclear weapons? Given that he cannot enter the right password in his PC, oh. he sure as hell would not enter the nuclear codes correctly. Awesome. So <laughs> that might be true, actually. The great thing is between his yacht and season seats, Adam knows numerous world leaders. Mm. Um, so if they ever told him the passwords, he'd forget them. So maybe Adam would end all global conflict because you would just forget every password. Well, I would. Uh, I could bluff. I could really bluff, but yeah, when it came down to it, even if I made the decision for a tactical nuclear strike, we couldn't pull it off. And that I think that's that's a good thing to have. Yeah, Adam could definitely bl- bluff. B L U F. Is it F underscore? <laughs> Is it B L U? Fuck! Yeah, yeah. Jesse. Yeah. This is from Miro. Miro for Norris. What's the most aesthetically pleasing to watch? A great goal, a great pass. Or a great save. Ooh. I'm trying to imagine Good Steve. Good question. Trying to imagine Steve at the 2010 Olympics final when Niedermeyer gives the puck up to Joel Pavelski. And the, On my end of the ring, too. The terror of watching Pavelski go in unencumbered and then the relief of Luongo making the save. 
I've always been a save guy. I feel like that would have been fever pitch intensity. Oh, it was, it was insane. It was, uh, Nike wanted me to like tweet during that. That's, that's back when you had to text your tweets to Twitter. Oh, oh yeah. God, yeah. I feel old. It was, yeah. God, do you remember that? Two, one, two, one, two, send. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking. Wow. Yeah. Ridiculous. We used to do that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just remember we all shot ourselves. I am still every now and then I find a uh, a video from the stands in that game that I haven't seen yet because I'm I just want and hope with all my heart that someone got me. Oh, but because of where I was sitting, I was so high up and I was so in the corner that it's very unlikely. The only chance I would have is this, if someone behind me and like to my right was shooting down at Crosby in the corner. Right. Because Crosby was on, when, when Aginla falls down, he disappeared behind the boards on my side of the ice. Mm-hmm. Fuck. I, think it, I, would, I, think, I just want to relive that moment. I think a save in overtime would be, hmm. would be crazy. But like, again, I remember freaking out over the Crosby goal. I remember being at a bar and just losing. We, everybody lost their minds. I was at the game. I was at a bar for the game where the Leafs came back and scored like four goals in two minutes against the Columbus Blue Jackets, oh. and that that was that was nuts too. I don't know. It's a it's a tough one. I had to be quiet for that because Leo was like a old. Oh. oh, right. So I was like, ah! crazy. This is from forty underscore Helmy. Mm. I'm getting a cat soon. Name suggestions. <laughs> Do you want it to be like leaf related or they said can be lease related Pokemon, etc. So I think they're open to anything. Cathunize. Oh, or Austin Cathews. <laughs> Catrick. Catrick. Oh, well, that's good. good. Catrick. I like animals that have uh, like just plain people names. Like I like a dog named Jared, you know, or like. A cat named Melissa. Well, our cat's name is Theodore. Teddy. Yeah, that's funny. But it's Theodore. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, that's a good time. Frank. Yeah. Like a, your dog's name is Frank. What's the most the Frank like, stuff shitting on the floor? Of, of the all cat. the of all the of all the the names on the Leafs. What's like the oldest old man name? Mark, technically. Not like that though. Oh, um, Marcus is a good name for a cat. I mean, John. Mm-hmm. Isn't exactly in vogue right now, like, right? John's still, uh, like fairly still still on the way there. down. It's pretty ubiquitous. Yeah. yeah, it's on the way down. It's the whole names. Bible support on that. There's a lot of Johns out there. Not um, as many as there used to be. Yeah. <laughs> You're sticking to Leo that. was not in daycare for a, with a lot of Johns. Okay. If, if you call him by his full name and not Willie, William is very regal oh. and old. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's a very mm-hmm. old English name. Mm-hmm. Uh, you reminded me of a old story i don't remember if i've told this a thousand times on the show but you'll tell me um probably when you said like you got like three stories frank's shut up <laughs> you said, when you said frank stopped shitting on the carpet uh-huh. ever tell you about my neighbors and their dog no this is a new one so here you go so <laughs> when when i was growing up this is uh, uh my parents house we had a family on one side that was macedonian mm-hmm. and a family on the other side that was filipino this is important to the story because the Macedonian family had a dog, a very misbehaved dog, named oh. Lola. Okay. Lola would always get lost. Lola would always chew stuff. Lola, Lola would always bark at everything. 
And they were constantly saying, Lola, stop that. Lola, oh, Lola pooped all over the place. Where's Lola? Has anyone seen Lola? And you would always hear the Filipino neighbors laughing from their backyard because Lola means grandma. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Oh, grandma got out again. Has anyone seen grandma? Grandma! It's grandma. like they're yelling grandma enough. shit on the floor. Grandma, enough! In! That's, that's amazing. I like that. So you would just hear Lola! So here, here's your cat name. Ready? I was thinking about it while he was telling that story. Oh, Adam wasn't listening. No, no, I was listening. Poston. Poston. Uh, Kathy. Yeah, that, there Kathy's. it is. Yeah, yeah. You're, oh, no. you're garbage. That's totally worth not that listening. That was great. I want yeah. you to go I heard to bed the story. feeling like a failure. I think I'd heard that story, too. I knew that story. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I know all his stories. I hate when I do that. Uh, we can end on, end on a special shout-out to uh, Tim McAuliffe. Today's the last hey. day of Tim and Friends. Is it? That's, oh. a, that's a show that... In its first incarnation, Tim and Tim and Sid, you know, there's a lot of it's very near and dear to our hearts. And yes. as it transitioned over Tim and friends, it was it's a it's a last um, kind of television of sports that's moving away from uh, TV in Canada. You know, so it's sad to see it go. But um, he's going to do amazing things over at Sportsnet Central because the content that Tim has created over the years has always kind of hit in some way. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what that is. But yeah, last last episode here. Uh, today they're doing it live from the Rogers Center for the Jays yeah. uh, Jays opening and opening day. Rest in peace, uh, daytime sports talk in this country. It's such a shame. Yeah, that's um, why we have. It's why we're able to exist, though. To be honest, you know what? That's what this needed—a depressing angle. Well, it's, I, it's I, 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 but what Steve J- Jesse mentioned it. Like we used to, we grew up with like you know we had Tim and Sid before, and before no, that it was Landsberg, and like we, you know, we had all those shows. It's such a bummer, but uh, Tim is gonna kill it. I mean, you could see the look on my face. Like, I'm, I'm depressed about it. Yeah. But he's got another show, mm-hmm. and he's going to kill it the way he always does. And, and I love that they kept the whole crew. It. That was cool, too. Yes. Love that. Yep. So good for them. Jesse, any Tim McAuliffe memories to share before we go? Um, What's your favorite Tim McAuliffe memory? Favorite Because you worked Mc- on the show. Yeah, yeah. Favorite Tim McAuliffe memory. Oh, man. I don't know if I have one in particular. I... One thing, um, one thing Tim doesn't get enough credit for. I'll say this is how um, athletic he is. Oh, really? Yeah, like what? Because because Sid Sid was never the athletic amongst the two. What? Tim's the more athletic guy, but. Tim's got some like real skills. Like you'll so uh, on the set, on the Tim and Sid set, there's a whole bunch of sports stuff all the time, and there's one there's one uh, shot they always use, uh, one replay of him hitting the the a basketball shot over his over his shoulder. So that's real. That's real, hundred wow. percent. And like there's a, there's a hockey stick on set, always handling, it, always playing it. That dude that dude grew up playing sports at like a hot. <coughs> High level, like high school level, and it still carries like in in his in his elder years. What's his? He's, uh, he's, he still has it, and it's it's very impressive to see him just like play with a, a football. What is he best shit. at? Uh, Sports hosting. Other than that, oh. <laughs> in terms of what? Like, what would be his best sport? If he, if if it were like Tim, you could play one pro game. In any sport of your choosing, what do you think he's? Oh, I have no idea. Probably because um, he was a, he was a really decent uh, football player. Like, I don't know if he'd get out there. Like, if it was amongst people of his vintage, yes. you know, he'd probably be the best uh, football player in his class. Wow. Probably a great running back right now. Damn. You know, if he's playing a bunch of other guys in his age bracket, probably an amazing running back. Did not know that. Yeah. Love that. Well, shout out to them. Yeah. That's cool. 
And the new Rogers Center looks like fun too. So uh, I want to have beer and uh, mystery meat there. <laughs> There's lots I think of the, the poutine hot dog thing that the Chris Johnson show has been. Oh uh, man, going at. I'm who, try it. How are you? How would you not try that? By who? being a stick in the mud. <laughs> I like Julian doesn't want it, right? Julian, I can't believe he doesn't want that. That's just him being like, difficult. Difficult. It's to cheese and gravy. No, it's a disgrace. And a hot dog. Oh. I would, I would I'd definitely, I would feel it later. Like I would need to take a tums beforehand. But yeah, it was, you'd you'd have some wars with the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> damn it, I'd enjoy it for the thirty seconds it took me to eat it. It's like uh, Italians fainting when you put pineapple on pizza. Like what? No, let's <laughs> try a new thing. Right, <laughs> knock that off. Are you yeah. a pro pineapple on pizza guy? No, but I'm not anti. Yeah, it's also it's not that serious. No, <laughs> like that's my whole thing. <laughs> like I don't know. Try a topping on a pizza. If you like it, you don't. Why are you going to war with this? Oh, man. Because <laughs> we're all stuck at home and it was the pandemic. You know probably. what I just remembered? Yeah. When we went to the Jens game? No. Nah. So someone there. We went a couple times. Which yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. Well, there was one Jens game where someone in some sort of management uh, in the building offered us free snacks. And they had like, and it was like an ice cream, or no, it was a waffle cone. But it was filled with mashed potatoes and popcorn chicken. Oh, you don't remember this? I remember that, and I and I didn't eat it, but I remember you ate it. Would I order that at a restaurant? Was it? Was it, it wasn't mashed potatoes, was it? It was like a full like Thanksgiving was. thing. That's what it felt yeah. like, or Easter. What? What? Because we went in the playoffs. Right? Would I order that at a restaurant? Oh, Fuck yeah. no. Would I have that at a sport event? Just to say I did. Absolutely, positively. And was it worth it? Well, it was free, so yeah. All right, well, listen, we're nine minutes late to a meeting we we're supposed to have. So why don't we wrap up the show? I'm like 90% sure I have a photo of this. Of the popcorn? Yeah. Okay, now we're 10 minutes late. Okay. Do you want me to pull it up? Is Just it put worth it on it? the screen. Is it worth it? Put it up. Is it? I got to find it. Do they still sell it? That's my question. I don't know. No, I doubt it. No, no okay. I think it was a one-time thing, to be honest. You were there the one time. The one damn time. So... They, the Leafs still don't have a goalie, huh? No, not as of the end what of this. The fuck? I know. All right, cool. I'll put it on screen. I bet. So I bet. I'll get it after. I bet Kyle's pretty happy. I bet he's having a pretty happy time with uh, NHL right now. Can't wait for the Lightning to pump the Leafs twenty-one. That's <laughs> gonna be a fun watch. The Steve Dangle Podcast, powered by Sports Interaction. Want to bet? Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.